We are back yep. on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here in the mansion. Uh, it is episode 83, Big Ugly, 83 times. And we've been doing this for, what, four years? Four years, A little 83. over four years? Yeah. And we still here? Yeah, man. Um, we got listeners all over the world. Yeah. Japan. Uh, Japan? Yeah. Got to check those, those stats again. Cause <laughs> yeah. Because I know people in quarantine might have been uh, passing our stuff that's, around. And, that's Because we still getting hits on all the archives. Yes, sir. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google us. You'll find us 10 different places. We still got the Facebook. We still got the Instagram. We still got the Twitter. You know, we're getting that stuff out of the way. We thank you all for listening to us. Doing this uh, from the days of the Zoom recorder to the days of the Yeti, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, we got that information. We can we can still do a little bit more expanding on our hardware. We can still do a little more expanding uh, in the world. We can do a little advertising like we did, um, you know. And, and I tell you what, phase two is what's happening now. Uh, most places, phase two, end of phase one, beginning of phase two, right. to come out of this COVID, man. Y'all still healthy? Y'all good? Yeah, all good. Um, okay. You know, um, well, Maryland technically is in phase two, but you know, Baltimore City is actually not. The it's mayor, lagging, man. yeah, the mayor shut it down. He said no, but no phase two. There's a lot happening in Baltimore City right now, but just not a lot of business. Yeah. Well, did you hear about? Uh, I mean, this is very local for you guys, but like Fells Point has been like apparently getting super crazy down there. I didn't super know. Super crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a wrestling like uh, but, yeah, uh, like ahead, five five that. people got shot or whatever. Jeez. Like before, like two weeks ago, <sighs> there was like. 50 1500 people that just congregated down there got like wild and out of control like i didn't realize fell's point was getting crazy like that i mean yeah. i was down in fell's point about a month ago before you know kind of like at the the beginning of phase one when you can walk around outside and they were just starting to yeah open a couple of things up here and there yeah. but apparently somebody just uh, from, from the news report i read somebody just like randomly opened fire fire like why? Into, yeah i don't know why nobody got killed though so that's that was good. good but yeah. why i, I mean and this is what we're getting out of the way in this first segment. We're going to talk to you about what we're going to talk about on this podcast. But uh, there's some there's some craziness going on out in the world right now. Um, a lot of things were down during the quarantine. You know, violence was down. Traffic accidents were down. But now it just seems like everybody's, what do you call it, wilding out? Is that what it's called? Wilding, wilding out? out, sure. I mean, and it's, it's like, why? Like, what's the point? Like, are were you that bored inside? Did you not go out and take walks? I mean, like, what what's going on? And I'm not trying to be political here. I'm just saying, you know, we got a lot to, to be thankful for. And there's a lot of people working really, really hard to try to get us back into the economy, get us back outside, get us back doing things. Um I don't know, man. What do you think? It's just like, that's crazy. Like people opening random fire. Like, random fire. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be more to the story and maybe like, you know, the news report just don't have it. But if that's the case, just uh, randomly firing into a crowd, man. I mean, it, listen, it's not the first time for America. I mean, we've, we've no. had a lot of this, <laughs> you know, uh, random, random shootings and stuff like that. Uh, but but that was yeah. all happening before COVID. Before COVID, exactly, exactly. But, but you notice while COVID was going on, we didn't hear a lot of big stories about mass shooting in. Yeah, no, no, yeah, like, no mass shootings. So yeah. there's a lot. I mean, a lot of a lot of craziness got put down. And it was like almost it's a blessing. You know, we had COVID killing people, but you can't you can't really stop that. There's no vaccine for that, but there right. is a vaccine for stupidity. Like, right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Stop. Right. <laughs> like seriously, there's there's other things to do. It's like all you're gonna do is get yourself in trouble and you're going to get shot or killed or put in jail and 
I mean, just why? Don't. Right. Come on, man. There's enough to do out there. Um, speaking of craziness, wildness, and we'll, we'll get this out the way. Um, but what, that's one thing that started happening. Just just as COVID seemed like it was going to be turning the corner. And that was the first thing on the news every night. Then something happened. And it was, uh, I want to call it Minneapolis, right? Minneapolis. Yeah, it was Minneapolis, Minneapolis right? Uh, yeah, the George Floyd incident. Man... Um, because I, I don't think, because I think the last time we talked, I don't know if that had not happened yet or happened. No, after. Uh, I don't think the last time. I don't think it had happened yet. Because um, that sparked a lot. Um, there's a lot, a lot of violent protests, a lot of um, looting. A lot, like, yeah, at I, the very beginning of it, yeah, it was like a lot of looting. There's been a lot of peaceful protests, and actually, funny enough. Baltimore has actually been known one for its most, peaceful protests. Right. One of the most peaceful protests, like in the nation. And it's funny being one of the like the most dangerous cities. But yeah, right. And yeah. it's it's interesting because we had the Freddie Gray stuff happening. Right. Uh, yeah. And then not yeah. too long ago, yeah. that was starting all the riots and yeah. the looting and the destruction. Um, but you know, you know, Baltimore's been yeah. relatively peaceful when it comes to this. But just turning on the TV and seeing you know people trashing WalMarts and like again. People are missing the point. I understand what happened. We all know what happened. You know, you, if you haven't been living under a rock, um, even if you've been quarantined, you know what happened because it's on every social media, every news outlet. Um, there's a lot that went wrong with what actually happened. But if you're going out and you're trying to rob a target and, and bust things out and steal, you are not helping the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, again... Not to get political, not to get deep, because we're going. This is the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. We're going to talk pro wrestling. Um, we're going to get shout outs to a lot of different people. We're going to have some guests on this show. But big ugly, let, let's just yeah. Take, take I mean, the I think, I close, think, close this conversation yeah. down. So yeah, I think that um, I think that you're right in the sense that uh, it, it's important to notice that it's important to take note that uh, the protesters and the people that are actually doing like the Black Lives Matter protests, mm-hmm. they aren't necessarily the ones that are doing the looting you know it's just other people that you know more like angry people like doing the looting a lot of the protests themselves have been pretty pretty peaceful you right know? And, um, and i understand but, that but then there were like definitely at the beginning like more riots and stuff like that but i definitely agree with you know that obviously um you know looting and stuff like that you know it's never actually going to change anything right. if you see what i'm saying you know it's not it's not going to be helpful but you know i understand the anger you know towards you know what happened and i understand the black lives matter uh matters uh protests mm-hmm. and actually you know um this is like i feel like this incident has probably garnered the most overall support for black lives matter than any other incident that's happened within the past like you know five or so years where you know black lives matter started and it was just like okay it was like a movement or so like five years ago i forgot the exact i forgot the which incident happened that kind of like sparked it but like this one i mean i i feel like you're just really seeing a worldwide reaction you know, to the Black Lives Matter, even people like uh, Randy Orton, you know, we're wrestling podcast, right? Randy Orton just recently tweeted that, you know, he himself felt he himself was saying that, like, you know, he felt ashamed that he didn't understand, like, why Kaepernick was kneeling, Mm -hmm. you know, sooner. And that had nothing to do with the flag. And like, he now understands, like, you know, the police brutality and stuff like that. Right. He understands he agrees that all lives matter. But, you know, uh, you read his tweet, he says, like, uh, all lives matter. But, you know, until black lives matter, like, you know, then it's not true or something like that. So it's like, you know, yeah. So, I mean, 
So it's it's a bunch of stuff going on, man. Unfortunately, you know, uh, it was like we were like 2020 is just like a complete like crap show, man. Like, it's just, man. <laughs> you know, it's like we get yeah. all right. Though. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, so March things just like elimination chamber. Actually, no, I mean, before March, we had Kobe die, man. That like uh, that like yeah, put the country at a standstill. That was like February, true. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Although I'm saying we, we I mean, there's some things I remember about, you know, uh, like in our podcast anyway royal rumble edge coming back after nine and a half years and now you know there, there's things about that but you got your undertaker moment yeah you know, man that was great yeah nobody getting any undertaker yeah. moments anymore ever um you know we're gonna talk about the last wait rise, so the uh, series all right we gotta talk about this so undertaker's okay. done okay so uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask uh our special guests about this too so according to the undertaker's last ride docuseries which has been filmed for the past three or four years yes the, the part four of five that just aired last night after Backlash. Which I watch. Which you watch. He kind of gave the inclination that he was leading up towards his The last AJ match. Styles match. Right, the AJ Styles right. match at WrestleMania before the COVID and anything happened. So I'm interested to see what part five actually d- divulges of the uh, backstage Undertaker stuff. Okay. Because he was done, and then he came back. He was done, and then he came back. Then... He came back and did the Saudi Arabia with the second time with Goldberg, and it was terrible. He couldn't go out like that. Yeah. So he came back and did a t- the tag match with Roman in Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, which we should have gone to, but we didn't. But because <laughs> it was Extreme Rules, like why were we going to go to Extreme Rules? But anyway, um, and he had that match with Roman, a tag match, and it was awesome, fantastic. He was feeling good. He could have went out just like that, uh, but no, he's, he was going to go out on his own. One on one. So, in my opinion, and we'll ask him special guests about this. The la- that was not the last match for the Undertaker because it wasn't actually a match. It was more of a behind the scenes segment with the AJ Styles. Yeah, he will have one last in ring match whenever this world opens up again. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, did you see Shaman Man has challenged him? Uh, apparently, it was on like. The last ride post mortem. I don't know what that is. It must be like some type of after. It's show. a follow up kind of like smack talk or raw talk or gotcha. whatever you call. Um, so Shane challenged him. Shane wants Undertaker to be his last match. Shane wants Undertaker to be his last match, as in this will be Shane McMahon's last time in the ring. What? And he wants Undertaker to be his last match. Now, see, okay, I get it. But, like, they just had the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania well, that, 32 in Dallas. From what I read, he kind of commented on that. Like, he wants a chance to, like, redeem himself for because, you know, he lost. So, Shane wants to win. He wants to go out on top against The Undertaker at the end of his career. We, I mean, in character. <laughs> I get it. You know, in character, he's like, it's almost like the Shawn Michaels thing. It's like, you know, they had the back-to-back. It's like Shane is like, all right, I lost. I'm going to beat you this time. Give me one more chance, you know. That's great, but I, I don't want it to be, unless it's, Shane actually re- announces it as his retirement match, and The Undertaker does not announce it as his retirement match. Yeah. It's actually the most match, possibly the last match for both of them. Potentially, yeah. Because, <sighs> I mean, Undertaker, I mean, what the last ride, like watching that whole show, which has been fantastic, it by the way. Been. I've been loving it. Um, watching this whole thing has shown me that, like, man, it is really time for The Undertaker to retire. Like, I had, we had seen, and you know, we've been talking about this since it's like, we had seen that like, oh, Undertaker matches aren't what they were, but like watching this documentary has like really shown me that like, man, like nine times out of 10, like most of his matches have not been great. You know, it's like he had the little John Cena one sprinkled in there where you saw he was like in good shape. Right. Then he had that extreme rules one where you saw he's in good shape, good shape. Everything else since like 
went since like maybe he did Bray Wyatt. Has yeah. kind of just been like, ugh. Which he was in decent shape for that one because he was in bad shape for the one with Lesnar before that at 30. Yes, And at 31 right. with Wyatt, he was actually okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Lesnar. That's yeah. the last, yeah, okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he could have hung it up 20 years ago. He could have went out when Austin went out. He could have went out long before anybody, you know, because he, he had nothing more approved, nothing more accomplished, but yeah. he loves the business so much. And you know he's a he's a ring general he's a locker room general they count on him uh, and uh, you know uh, our special guests you know I'm sorry I'd, uh, I'd be very interested in talking about this but I'm yeah we'll swing back around we'll swing back around but I tell you I love the docu series I think that's one of the it's best things fantastic yeah they've ever done and they're spreading it out yeah. over a week they're not letting you binge it they're they're letting yeah. you anticipate it and which is also pretty yeah. smart and kudos to to WWE for having the hindsight to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like the Undertaker had gone so long without doing right. this kind of stuff. Without and like they've got they got a lot of footage dating back like a, the past few years. So, you know, kudos and to them. They pulled footage from the archives. Like they got footage back from him in the eighties and nineties yeah. breaking character when you yeah. never even thought of him as Mark Calloway right. at all. Yeah. So that's cool. He's like filming these uh promos with Paul Bear or whatever yeah. the case and he's laughing breaking yeah, break, like, yeah oh my god yeah good um, stuff yeah we'll talk more about that that was actually on my um on my list here but we're going to talk about um we, we talked about a little bit about that we're going to talk about raw and smackdown getting the plexiglass and the nxt or performance center fans we're going to talk about uh backlash where the greatest wrestling match ever quote unquote happened we're going to talk about nxt in your house which there's a lot of parts about that i absolutely absolutely love AEW's double or nothing. Um, there's been things happening in the world of professional wrestling, uh, some sh- changing of the guard, so to speak. Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk about a couple of things. But let's uh, preface, we're going to have a special guest here um, today on our podcast. So he's been with us before. He's with us again. He is an independent prof- professional wrestling promoter and performer who's kind of down and out right now because indie, indie pro wrestling, I don't know what phase that's in, but, you know, Whatever it is, uh, Vinny Versace, Chris Schoen, he's been on that show before, he's been with us, he's going to join us, he's going to tell us what he's been doing, uh, how the life of a promoter, booker, writer, producer is going to happen, and what's going to happen there. So he'll be on the uh, telephone there. And also, very shortly, actually, we should be joined for the first time since the quarantine, the first time since COVID, Uh, the first time live. He's been on the phone a couple times with us, but uh, the one and only king of... Not uh, hashtag, no hashtag, the king of non-social media, but the king of social distancing, CM Funk, uh, is going to be here live in the mansion with us. He might be wearing a mask. Who knows? I told him this was safe. Uh, the only people that have been in the, the mansion, the mansion 27 rooms, but it's sterile. <laughs> the, the only people that have been in the mansion since the COVID happened, myself, and we know Kristen, who came up with the uh, the, the great uh, paraphernalia. We have a Dairy Young Wrestling Podcast. She's been here. Yourself? Yeah. And um, that's it. Yeah. I've, been, I've been there's sanitizer everywhere. There, there's wipes clean. I'm stocked, man. Yeah, I'm man. Stocked. Yeah, I, my house has been the same way. Uh, Mrs. Ugly is not with anybody uh, coming over, so like we've had like lit- literally zero company. You know, she works in the medical field, so she like takes this thing super serious. Which so. I understand, and yeah. I hope she's okay with you know you coming here and safe coming home. Yeah, and I appreciate. It. I know she ain't trying to kick me out the house or whatnot. You know, the mansion 2.0. Right, I understand. We appreciate Mrs. Ugly. 
if you want to call her that. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> that's <fine. laughs> we love her. Um, yeah, so we got all that happening. We're going to uh, talk about And, and um, one more thing before we wrap up this first segment and go into segment number two, we make some phone calls and we'll see what's going to happen here. Jamie Jason also said he's going to try to join us, but uh, he's back in business now, which is great. He's feeling good. Um, all right, so you asked... Uh, we, we went through a Hall of Fame conversation last time. Yeah, man, and I, I have uh, you got more, I, I got a whole list ready. Hold on to that. I'm holding on. Hold on to that. Yeah. But I want to go back. And, and it's funny because you told me, like, now when you see people, you're just thinking about Hall of Fame. Right. And I'm just watching it. And we're watching yeah. the network, yeah. and now you're going back on the network and seeing oh, yeah. Plus, they got a version of the network for free, which has all of the old archived stuff. Not the pay-per-views, not the takeovers, but more archived stuff. Free network. Um, you're going to miss a lot with the free network, but it's there. Anyway, here, here's my thing. I, I need to retract and re-explain. Okay. All right. We got in a conversation about this one. Okay. Billy Gunn. Billy. <laughs> you knew I was coming back. I knew, I knew it was going to be. The you one. were so shocked. I was so shocked. I was. When I said. I was. All right. So I want to apologize to Mr. S. <laughs> um, because when I was put on the spot, and I thought about it, like right there on the spot, I could only see a portion of this. But when I go back, and I'm looking about the, the, the not only the numerous characters he's played, but the parts he's played, he's done them very well. Um, yeah, he's got a little bit of chip, chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a grit, a little bit of an attitude. But you got to have that in his business. Yeah. Um, he's a stereotypical, tall, big, strong guy. Who started off wearing cowboy jeans and boots, long hair, with the smoking guns. And it really came to my attention when his tag team partner, Bart, was actually on an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. And I'm going to come back to that in a second because I know we're going to have an opinion. Yeah, we, we got, got the, a knock at the door yeah. dimension. Big Ugly, take over. Yeah, we got the uh, king of hashtag, no hashtag, non-social media, CM Funk coming See, in. First time ever. We got the and, headed and, here. Oh my what gosh, what 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 in the hell is he wearing? Uh, <laughs> he's got to sit down. Um, there is no chance of catching COVID no with what is on his face. <laughs> there is no, no chance, chance in hell. hell. <laughs> I mean, if you want either one of us to wear masks, this reminds me of the old school independent wrestling days of the masks. See, can can you talk through that thing? I can. can oh can. my gosh! Yeah. Can, can you? Do, let's do a test check. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm good. I'm. Yeah, you're actually good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you good. sound good. Uh, yeah. I, I, do, you, do you want me to t put the mask on? No, no. I got, okay. I'm plenty uh, protected here. I, yeah. I mean, good. this is this is the way. <laughs> I, I mean, it's totally. We were just talking about it. it's totally cool in here. Um, but this is CM Funk. Welcome back to the mansion. Uh, oh, it's a, it's great to be here. It really is. You know, I was I was hoping I wouldn't get any backlash from uh, <laughs> backlash. From this, you know, being, being in your house and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, good to Man, be back. Helen. Hopefully, back. it's not the last ride you take over here. <laughs> wow, that's oh, he's got the mask yeah. inside the mask. Yeah. The mask in the mask. Yeah. A little warm inside the. Uh, the I turned the, the air conditioning down in the no, mansion. Yeah, you're you're good. Eddie. Um, I'm not trying to take over. Really, I'm not. He's, <laughs> he's just all. He's on a roll. This, yeah. He's been in quarantine right. for three months. He's building yeah. this up. Um, <laughs> hey, so much material. Yeah, welcome. I've been saving these. Yeah. You've, been, you've been saving it. Welcome. Um, so we were. Um, this is the first segment. We've been just kind of getting some stuff out of the way, talking about a little bit of phase two, a little bit of a uh, little bit of protesting. You know, getting that stuff out of the way. 
But um, we were just talking about, uh, I don't know if you got to hear episode 82, but we had a Hall of Fame conversation. Who should be in, who's not. He had a list of people, Big Ugly, for me. Uh, he gave me one that I'm retracting right now. Uh-oh. Um, I'm coming back on it. We were in So Billy Gunn, I got to apologize to Mr. Ass. Okay? Because <laughs> at first, when he brought this up and he's throwing names at me from every era, and I'm like, yeah, you're nay. And Billy Gunn came up and I was torn. But my first instinct was no. He went in with D-Generation X. He, uh, he could go in, even if they put the tag team of Billy and Chuck in, because that was such a, a staple in that point in time when they were so controversial. I could mm. see that. That's no other way Chuck Palumbo's going in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, sorry, Chuck. I'm not going to apologize for that one. But when I go look at, at the, everything that Billy Gunn has done, the amount of characters he's played, the amount of backstage influence that he's had, and, and the amount of other parts of the business that he knows how to do, I'm going I'm to say he could go in on his own. I'm going to say Billy Gunn could be in the Hall of Fame. Would, would you agree with that, CM Funk? Um, See, now yeah. he's going to get you. Wow. See? I am shocked. He was thinking exactly what I was thinking when you sabotaged me. Yeah. He, to me, he's one of those borderline guys. Like, I mean, <laughs> like like Road Dog. Like, Road Dog wouldn't go in by himself, See? I don't think. You know? We talked like, about that. Okay. Keep going. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that's a that's an interesting one, though. It's a very, very, uh, very good uh, uh, person to, to bring up as a... I'm just yeah, looking awesome. as... He's been in the business... A long time. Yeah, that and and that's what I was looking at because you know you brought up something uh, the last time we talked about it and think, thinking about the overall because I think I mentioned like uh, some I think I mentioned maybe like too cool or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you were like you know no because too cool kind of had like this little little sliver. little sliver of a great run. Right. But when you think about totality, sure, it just doesn't make up for it. Right. And so that kind of put in my mind a structure of like okay, so let's thinking along that, those lines, and I'm like. Billy Gunn has like gone through the different eras yeah. and have been able to create different characters that have like impacted right. so many eras, you know, totally that I'm like, and I he's was had a lot of impact. No, and you're right because each each place, each part of the era, he's had something, something that's hit, right? And he's been consistent, yeah. and he's he's doesn't get injured a lot. You know, he's he's a guy that's been very yeah. consistent, and he's he's very passionate about the art of professional wrestling is very protective of the business so I, he's got and maybe i had a little chip on my shoulder because he he uh got smart with me one time yeah because i was ringside and i was doing commentary for acw professional wrestling and he looked at me he said don't do comments i'm like i'm doing commentary for the company not for you but he happened to be i was at ringside and he was standing right above me and he could hear it and he was like he, he told me something he's like don't do that that's gay whatever he said i don't know but he he could have been just he was always nice backstage. He could have been like ribbing, he could have been ribbing yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, you know what? You, you guys both have made valid, valid points about uh, Billy Gunn. He I, turned I, me. I, I, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think I'm like over the fence completely. Um, Bill, I mean, Billy's going in. I mean, uh, <laughs> if it's up to us. Coco B. Ware is in the Hall of Fame. He is. And, all and he, I would agree with that. All he did was flap his hands with a bird. He did. He, he and Frankie, though. Right. But like, I mean, really? Like, yes. So. But he was he's a staple. He's a character that you can't yeah. forget. And even though he was a never above mid card, never won any championships, I'm okay with that. I'm alright with that. Alright. Um, so we yeah, we're gonna talk about backlash. Everything you just punned, actually, we're gonna touch upon all of this. What puns? Exactly. <laughs> um but uh, this is our first segment, and we're gonna we're gonna have a, a couple special guests. Vinny Versace from uh, EWA Pro Wrestling is gonna oh, talk about uh, independent pro wrestling booker during quarantine. Um, uh, Jim and Jason, we're going to try to get him on the line as well. Oh, man. Um, but 
All right, we've been extending this first segment, but I got to do one more thing since CM Punk just showed up. Oh no! Uh, this is I promise. See, when I was going to invite you over to the mansion for backlash, you did not come. I understand. I, why. I didn't. I didn't. But I'm sorry, I had no. a surprise. Okay. And I got a surprise for all of us here. Okay. And so just take over. I know putting on your spot. Take over for like five seconds. Yeah. So I, I wish you were here yeah. when we did the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I but wish I'm I glad. Been here I'm glad you're here now because yeah. I have a whole brand new list. list. Oh my god. And now you can weigh in on it if these people. Oh. Go oh, into the Hall of Fame or not. Oh, oh. So what I tried to do is put together so a list of people that needs are obvious. Glass. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> this is long time coming, CM Funk. Oh, my gosh. Um, We've been waiting for this for a while. I know this is, a, this is not a video podcast, so you can't see this. I'm holding it to the microphone. I don't know why. <laughs> but I have cold in my possession the El Segundo Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA. Uh, it wow. has not been in Maryland ever, or Pennsylvania, really. Um, or, you know, and it's coming, and it, it was supposed to be coming to Maryland and all these other places surrounding Maryland, but then COVID happened, so everything kind of stopped off. Um, but on my way. There we go. That's it. Little, little, that's right. Thank you for the broken glass. Yeah, um, <laughs> and if we shout out the Stone Cold in the podcast and everything like that, the El Segundo Broken Skull IPA. I went all the way to Rio Grande, New Jersey. Now, granted, I was headed to Wildwood for the day, so I was pretty <laughs> close. But I looked it up on the app with the uh, Broken Skull IPA, where to find it. Oh. And there's a place called Joe Canals in Rio Grande, one of the three places in New Jersey that has it. I found a bunch of it. I bought as much of it as I could. So, you see him, Funk, you're going home with a full oh pack. Oh, my God. Happy oh, belated birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Good. Oh, nice. my God. Because your that birthday's is... been in quarantine? Yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> it was very quarantined, dog. So, That's uh, awesome. you know. Oh, my goodness. Ice man. it up. I got oh, a, yeah. a parting gift. That's right. Then you know, have, we're not leaving yet. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, do I just <laughs> got this here. Is, this is the beginning. So this is awesome. We got a couple cold ones, so feel free oh. to wipe it off if you want. Oh, um, I'll screw it at this point. You oh, won't want it. It looks, it looks, yeah, it looks pretty uh, protected. Yes, yeah, so. very protected, um, yeah. uh, and I wiped it off. Before it. Do we want to Do we want to put a piece of plastic over the microphone before we all, like, you know, hit well, it? Yeah, right. That's what I was saying. We don't have to shake it up and cheers to it and then just throw it up and then miss half of it. Can I go over by the door and you can throw it to me? I was going to say, but I was going to toss you the four pack, but let's all just, uh, wait a minute, wait, wait, don't drink yet. Let's all um, enjoy this together and let, hopefully we all don't spit it out. Cheers, everybody. Wait, oh, hand wait, sanitizer. Wait. He's got the hand sanitizer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to everybody on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Drink it up. It'll be hard mm. to drink with the mask on. Mm. That is crisp. It is. And it's actually... Very refreshing. Mm, that is an IPA. There's that, no doubt about that. This That's is definitely an IPA. This is my first time having an IPA. It's good. So, and okay. it, I've had a couple, but I'm you know more of a lager man myself. Lights, um, but that's good. I enjoy that. It, yeah. ta it tastes a lot like Stone Cold. It, <laughs> it really does. If we imagine what Stone Cold tastes, but right, yeah. uh, the Broken Skull IPA, it's quite good and oh, quite man. tasty. The large cans, Joe Canals uh, liquor, uh, Rio Grande, New Jersey. Get you some. Uh, I left one four pack on the shelf <laughs> just in case there was another mark, just like me, yeah. driving all the way to New Jersey to get this because I've been looking everywhere. Yeah. Wow, that um, is very considerate. fantastic. It's very considerate. Yeah. They should restock. Yeah. But <laughs> El Segundo Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. It's very uh, tasty. So enjoy. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Cheers Thank to you. Phase uh, Two. Welcome back to the mansion. 
You took the mask off for this. I, one. I, I, you know what? For the uh, for the uh, broken skull IPA, I had to, it was going to be difficult. Did you did I mean, you have I, any idea that was what the surprise was? I had no idea what the surprise was. I, you did mention a surprise, I did. and I felt bad because I didn't make it for backlash last night. Uh, as I'm still kind of. Uh, a little leery of uh, going out and about. I'm the same way. I'm glad to find somebody else that feels the same way because I don't do too yeah. much going out yeah. at, at all. But yeah. you come to the mansion. Yeah, yeah this is the only place I, I go. Okay. I have not gone to like any. I don't go to anybody else's house except my parents. I have to go there sometimes. Yeah, but, sure. But yeah, that's and there's it. people that are doing that, and that's great because you're you guys are helping crush the curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then and like for work, and sorry, we're a little off topic here. For that's what we do. Change. Yeah, we're changing. Yeah. Um, you know, but like for work, I'm I'm out in the public all the time now. You know, and I'm back to work. I was I was one of those many furloughed over uh, a ten week period. Yeah. So uh, been back for a couple weeks. And, Glad to be out to work. That's good. Yeah, it, it, but I'm out and about, and so now, like especially now, like mm-hmm. like I go to work, I come home. That's it. I don't want to be out and around a whole Fair bunch enough. of people. Right. Just, you know, yeah, yeah. Cr- crush the curve. Crush I like yeah. the curve. Hashtag. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't hashtag, yeah. but. I hear people do. Right. Like, yeah. We'll do it for you. Yeah. Well, you see, I, I, Ray, Roman Reigns uh, posted again about coming back, and he's still, they, he said yeah. he's very much still in super isolation. Good. Like, yeah. you know. He should Good. be. He yeah. should. Yeah. And that's that's smart on his part because he just, you know, crushed leukemia, right, yeah. for the second time. So, yeah. Mm. There's a bunch of uh, Kyle O'Reilly um, from Undisputed Era. He's yep. got some underlying health conditions. He hasn't come back yet. Yep. You know, Sami Zayn is still uh, yep. staying away, as, you know, still Intercontinental Champion, in my personal opinion, by the hey. way. Hey. That was a damn. Uh, talk about the greatest wrestling match ever. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. We've been dragging out this first segment. Uh, we're going to have special guests on segment two. We're going to talk about all that stuff. And we'll come back with more of the El Segundo Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA episode 83 of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Big Ugly. We'll be yep. right back. We are back. Yep. The, oh, yeah. It, it came again. <laughs> back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are joined once again live in the mansion for the first time of the quarantine by... CM Funk. CM Funk. And we are enjoying some... Uh, and Chris, I would have one for you here live in, in person. We're enjoying some Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Chris showing Vinny Versace, uh, EWA Pro Wrestling fame, and a good friend of mine, Long personal close, uh, long time friend like uh, Mean Gene would used to say. So how you doing, Chris? Doing good, doing good. You know, just hanging out, doing the thing. Doing the thing. Uh, I encountered you. We, you were having a uh, picnic with your family a couple weeks ago, and we were out uh, walking the neighborhood, and I uh, just noticed you, and you're like, hey, who's that guy with all that hair? That's Mikey D. Oh, what the hell? He doesn't look right. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we grabbed a couple Happy Meals, just threw them down on the... Blanket in the park and was just like, all right, go run around, take your time. <laughs> there you go. So, what you've been, uh, what you've been doing? I know before this, you you were uh, kind of head at the realm of, uh, you know, uh, EWA Pro Wrestling. You know, the things were going strong. Sweet Sixteen was coming up, and uh, you and Wilson uh, were you know, running the ship there with Jim Christian, and a lot of a lot of things happening. Uh, but what what happened with EWA and what's been going on since quarantine, man? not having something to like plan a book or throw flyers at target toy sections and all that good stuff but, <laughs> yeah we uh we had to cancel the sweet 16 about a week before mm. which is never fun you know no. but it had to be done 
And uh, then we ran that uh, quarantine show. Basically, we did a Facebook live stream mm -hmm. right before everything shut down. Um, no fans, just locked the door. We didn't lock the doors because some random kids <laughs> happened to walk by and stormed in for the main event. But <laughs> So we had fun. And uh, yeah, it's about it. You know, wrestling-wise, as far as EWA, just kind of been waiting patiently for a big return. Any word on like what phase that might be, or any kind of plans? Uh, you know? uh, I believe uh, we talked to the staff light commission uh, about a month ago. If they, if what they were saying it needs to happen is going to be the plan, uh, we might be a while before actually getting back the tall seniors. Mm. Wow. But things change so fast. But you know how the commission can be. I do. So ho hopefully that what they were saying is not going to be what needs to be done to run shows mm -hmm. it'll be very difficult for anyone not named Vince McMahon or Tony Khan to run in Maryland <laughs> wow that's that's insane and I mean I, I, I let the dogs out who let the dogs out you did um it's 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 I don't know. It's just being a big, such a big part of independent professional wrestling, and it's, even with this podcast, Big Ugly, for the past four years, like I, I can't imagine not having it. Yeah, you know, there's just so many different choices around, and now the only game in town is really the only game in town. There's only a couple of them. It's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, things change so fast. This was probably six weeks ago that uh, I talked to uh, the commission and what they were suggesting might need to happen. But like I said. Things change, plans change, so hopefully. Yeah. Um, I will break some breaking news. Uh -oh. We're not going to announce it for a little bit, but since I like you guys, give you this little exclusive. Thank you. We, we are going to run the 2020 Sweet 16 tournament as a no-fans Facebook Live event. Wow. Oh, that's pretty dope. Uh, it's going to be two days. <laughs> nice. To, to break it break it up a little bit. Too um, big for one day. -block, and then the finals will be whenever we can get back to Tulsi Deuce Hall. Gotcha! Wow, that's awesome. That's gonna be cool. Well, uh, as you know, I'm I'm perfectly COVID-free, so uh, I I wear many hats. So if you would like me to wear one of them, please uh, contact me offline and let me know. Yes, actually, I will be contacting you because uh, we're running split crews. So there's in uh, like if someone works the one day, they're not working the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, so we will definitely need probably a referee. At least. And I, I know you know how to count to three and you know all the rules. I do. There are rules? So. Is there a <laughs> rule book? Maybe not. Number five, <laughs> no, you're breaking up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a rule book? I, I, I think I remember how to count to three. I mean, uh, there's sometimes, you know, something gets caught in your eye or, uh, you know, if you hit the mat and hit a piece of glass by somebody breaking a light bulb over somebody, you don't want to hit it for three. But you know we don't do that in EWA. No, but, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm totally hey, down for that. You get, you get arm cramps and stuff. You yeah, know, it, it happens. You know, um, but no, I I totally be there. And you know, say there's I can wear many hats and we can do a lot of cutting and editing, whatever you need. But uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let me know. And uh, that's cool that you guys are doing that. And the Pain Factory has the ability to. Uh, EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility actually go in, in there and do that because I'm not sure of a... There's been a couple of promotions that have been doing some online stuff, but not a lot. So that's uh, that's pretty cool to, to be doing that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was hot for a little bit, the whole no fans. And then uh, once we got deep into the COVID-19 era, people stopped running them. And yeah. now it seems like they're slowly coming back. I know Chikara just did some stuff. Yeah. Um, I know... Uh, West Virginia, they just announced a show uh, 
Fourth of July weekend. Okay. Fifth. Um, Shane Shadows. I'm not even sure what Fed it is, but it's an outdoor show. Okay. So we're slowly coming back. That's what I was gonna say. Like outdoor shows. I mean, fans can socially distance themselves. It's out in the open air. Um, you know, it's gonna be hot. You know, it's it's hard to plan that, but uh, it's it's a possibility. I mean, there's there's things oh, yeah, that can for be done. Sure. Yeah. Thankfully, one of the benefits of Tall Cedars Hall is it's so big that the uh, number on the sort of the capacity kind of helps us in regards to when we get back there. If we are limited to say fifty percent, yeah, that's still financially viable. Yeah, good. And you know, and you know, with the um, you know, the big open for you know, big open door in the front, you know, that's uh, is get a lot of air in there and. Uh, it's 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 very possible. So that's cool. Uh, CM Funk, you know, you've been watching uh, independent pro wrestling with me for a long, long time. Um, you've been watching whatever's been on television, the network, and anything like that. What do you what do you think about uh, indie pro wrestling kind of taking a, a back seat right now? Well, I mean, you know, from the health standpoint, obviously it's a it's a good thing, and I'm I'm but you know, from financially, like any kind of small businesses and all, it sucks. But uh, yeah, that's what I feel bad. You know, I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad to see promotions, you know, trying to do different things, you know, and kind of get around it, in, in order to show a little bit of entertainment. You know, even like the big companies are doing now, they're they're finding ways to get out there and start to start back up again and all. So, yeah. So it's exciting, and so like to hear the uh, breaking news and all this yes. evening and all. It's really breaking exciting. news is great. So, the uh, 2020 Sweet 16. It's it's happened a lot of years in a row, and uh, the, it's gonna be the 10th annual actually. 10th annual. Yeah, it doesn't have to uh, you know happen in March. It happens usually around the Sweet 16 tournament, but uh, that didn't ha- that didn't happen. The NCAA March Madness didn't happen this year. So, um, but yeah, I'm really glad to hear that, and I'll be glad to uh, take part in and help out any way I can. Uh, I'm sure that uh, whoever's going to be in, in charge is going to be taking care of people, making sure there's no fevers, no coughs, you know, nobody oh, yeah, yeah. spitting in anybody else's mouth. Check and all that. Good stuff. <laughs> all that. Uh, you know, I got. Uh, I can wear. You know, I can wear a mask. Whatever I'm doing, I can wear gloves. I got gloves. You know, whatever we need. Um, so, uh, Vinny, let's uh, let's talk about this. You know, you you are you're a fan of professional wrestling. You've seen what's been going on in the past couple of months. Have you been watching the product, following the product? Do you have an opinion on? The no fans era or what they've recently been doing to bring their own fans back in yeah yeah i've been watching pretty much constant what else is there on <laughs> but uh yeah i watch uh, reruns of I old sports much watch smackdown every week watch AEW. uh sometimes nxt sometimes not um raw usually it's on in the background i'll pay attention to it <laughs> wow <laughs> strong okay um and yeah, I mean, it's and that's kind of what we're doing, and it's 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 hard. It's an adjustment, but it's going to be something we're going to be dealing with for a while. Um, any opinions on, you know, the fact that? Well, let's start with AEW. They were the first ones to actually bring their own people out into the crowd, distance themselves. Um, you know, they're all being tested and everything like that. They're announcing they're all being tested and everything. Um, do you like that aspect? They're doing it in kind of an open air arena and. Um, you know, trying to have their own fans. I mean, it's their. What do you think of that? First of all, let's start with I, AEW. I do like it. I, I like it a lot, actually. Um, the difference between like AEW and Raw, it feels like the AEW guys are kind of just like, yeah, we're in this for real. Yeah. While the the Raw stuff, it's like almost like they're like, all right, you have to be fans. This is how you act. Yep. We're yeah, definitely. Yeah. While AEW is just like, all right, go have fun. Probably drink some white clothes, react to things, whatever. <laughs> have fun. 
Yeah, WWE, you can definitely, and that was part of my uh, notes on this list, you know, you can definitely tell that. It's more scripted. It's, it's like, very yeah, scripted. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of handcuffs, even with yeah. the people in the crowd. Um, and, you know, the chants are, are scripted. The, uh, the, you know, if you want, they want somebody to get over as a face, they're going to cheer them. If they want somebody to get over as a heel, they're going to boo them. <laughs> yeah. You know, because the fans don't necessarily have a voice here to tell you what they want. They, they WWE, you know, and, and granted, that's the way they're going to do business. I don't mind it so much, though. You know, they're, like CM Punk just said, they're doing different things to make it interesting. Um, Plus the uh, the NXT or Performance Center uh, people that are in the crowd and all now, like, they're there all day because they're taping everything, like, over one day. Right. All. So it's like, I mean, you know they're tired and they're, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, yeah. they're going through the motions most of the yeah. time. This is awesome. Like, yeah. when they're starting yeah. some of those chants yeah. when they're out there, it sounds so deaf. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. This right. is awesome. It's not awesome. Stop. <laughs> um but it's it's different for this business, and I know you're you're a big fan, Chris. You've been a long, long time, you know, following around the live events. Um, you, you've been, you know, there's a lot of uh, ominous pictures out there. You've got a lot of autographs, a lot of pictures. You, you're a big fan. Gone a lot of WrestleManias, a lot of live events. What's it like for you to be out of not going to that live event, not knowing when you're going to get back to do it again? Honestly, it's it's weird. It's like. Uh... You know, it's kind of like just like something you almost took for granted. Even like I went to the house show that was down at the arena. Uh, when was that? December, January, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, their Christmas what? tour. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Christmas tour. Yeah, because it was right before Rage in the Cage. Yep. Because we flagged for it. So I went there to that, <laughs> and like you just, it's almost like I've been to so many, I didn't take appreciated as much. Yeah. And now when it finally comes back, I'll be like, oh yeah, this is wrestling again. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, and they're going to have to try to bring it back in some form or fashion at some point in time. But, um, you know, we're going to see. It's going to be the bigger companies that are going to take a shot at doing that first, maybe in smaller venues, maybe outdoors, who knows, maybe selling, you know, half capacity. Yeah, or, I think that's what it's going to be a lot know, of. Selling every other seat in the place, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, it seems like we're heading in that direction. It seems like the worst is over. I know NASCAR just let some fans in. You Did know? they? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I know they were doing... It's, it's a start. They were doing no fans with their couple of uh, races there, but they, they're letting some fans. I know they could get like 100,000 people they, in they, NASCAR. Yeah, they did 1,000 fans for the last race, and they're doing 5,000 for the next race. But they're spreading them all out across so spreading slowly, them out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and that's Apparently good. Slowly getting the logistics of how to make it work. That's all big open-air stuff. So, I mean, if you have people directing, you know, they just sell a general admission ticket and say, I'm, we're going to place you wherever we're going to place you. you know, I don't know. That's cool, right. man. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's where we're headed with a lot of these things, but, you know, Chris, I, I gotta say, it's, it's great to hear from you. I'm, I'm glad you, I know, like I ran into you before, but thanks for being on the podcast. I mean, we're, we just been, you know, talking wrestling and talking other things, talking life. Um, one more thing before we let you go, and we'll, this is going to be a, a group discussion here. Oh. Vinny, Chris, was it the greatest wrestling match ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all laughing at it. Go ahead, Chris. I thought it was a phenomenal match, and I, I said this, tweeted something. I was like, if this happened at a WrestleMania with eighty thousand fans, it would consider one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Okay, okay. but it wasn't. It was piped in audio <laughs> in front of a crowd of fifty. Right. So no, it was not the greatest wrestling match ever because fan interaction is a huge part of what makes a good match great and a great match iconic right right amen absolutely 
I think, and, and actually, I'm going to wait for my opinions. I'm, I'm going to start with Big Ugly. Big Ugly, yeah, was I, it I, the greatest I, wrestling match ever? I, um, no, <laughs> I, I couldn't have said it better than, than Chris. I, I enjoyed a lot of what went into the match. The different uh, wrestler finishes and everything, the old school little Nate, what he had on and everything. Yeah. But um, no, I didn't think it was uh, the the best match ever. But I I appreciate the effort and I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But that's a lot to live up to. The greatest I, match ever. And like and like and like Chris said, without a crowd to like really be there. <sighs> yeah. CM Funk, was it the greatest wrestling match ever? You hear me saying it over and over again, so yeah. obviously their marketing worked because it, it ingrained it in my head. Go ahead. Uh, no, um, <laughs> but it was it was very good. It was very entertaining. I mean, especially when you consider you got a guy that was wrestling only his second match and really only his first real match mm -hmm. in 11 years or whatever. And, and then uh, Orton is older at this point too, even though he's still one of the best – you know, pure, uh, you know, wrestlers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. You know, what everybody has said already. Um, the video game uh, crowd noise was a little weird. Like, <laughs> you know, the WWE 2K21 noise or whatever in the background was a little yeah. strange. So, but uh, yeah, it was what it was. It, it was what it was. I must have missed that part. I don't remember any video game. Well, noise. it was the, the crowd, crowd noise. Piped in crowd it, noise. It sounded like the crowd noise from in the video games and stuff. Oh, video I don't think I realized that. Okay. Yeah, and the pop was very similar every time. I mean, you could hear that the the fifty fans, as Chris said, they were mic'd outside, but very very rarely would you hear them say something specific or do something specific, and they would be following along. Now, I, I'm not quite sure if that was just pumped into the audio for us to hear, or was that actually pumped into the audio in the actual performance center because if that was the case if i was edge or randy orton my my, my erection would have gone down i think it was pumped <laughs> into for us to hear because they yeah. they they taped it and like i don't know if you guys noticed there was a part where samoa joe was commentating yeah and a camera was looking at him but he, he wasn't, wasn't saying talking. anything yeah yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah. i can imagine that that was the case um I, and i'll say what, and Samoa what, Joe is no Taz. I don't know. I, I just got to put that out there. Samoa Joe is, I, I don't know. He doesn't have, he's too nice of a guy. I mean, he's a really nice guy, but in the ring, he's awesome. But I mean, I don't, I'm not finding the balance yet. But yeah. yeah, right. He's no Taz. All right. Like Chris said, it takes a fan reaction to create what would be the greatest wrestling match ever because it's not the WWE marketing and promotion team that's going to decide what is the greatest wrestling match ever. It's the fans. Um, and, and not even the WWE universe. I'm talking about the fans. Like, a casual fan, longtime fan. You know, they might like something that other people don't like, and it might be coming completely out of nowhere. Whatever might be the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, the piped-in crowd noise, I understand for the effect. WWE set it up um, that way. Uh, it looks like we got... Uh, an incoming call. Let me see if I can join both calls. Am I allowed to do that? I'll do that in a minute. Um, but uh, I don't know how technology works. But I'm, I'm just going to say that um, the, the, the greatest wrestling match ever, like even the ones that they were talking about, the greatest wrestling matches ever, those were decided not even by WWE. They were decided by the amount of times people had watched them and shared their stories and went back over them, Savage and Steamboat. I don't even know Hogan and Andre. That was one of the biggest built-up matches ever, but by no means was it the greatest wrestling match of all time. Um, you know, And this was going back to you know, what everybody was saying. It's, 
some of it felt superficial. I liked the the Howard Finkel thing, the MSG with the microphone, and that was, I think, uh, from whatever was 2K archived as well, that voice. Um, but here's that two nights before this, and Chris, I don't know if you saw this because you watched SmackDown, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles had a five-segment match that was not built up as such, but, I mean, it was built up as the Intercontinental Championship Finals. That, to me has been one of the greatest professional wrestling matches in a long time. Uh, I don't know if you guys will agree or disagree. We'll go back around the table. But the fact that there was nothing piped in, it was just those two leaving it out there, and it it, it finished strong, um, and it did. There was no bullshit finish. It was actually legit. Those two left everything out there. And granted, Randy Orton and Edge tried to use other people's finishers, they, they tried to take all of the elements of what people have called a great professional wrestling match, put it in one match, and it was a little superficial. Brian and AJ was, like, freaking uh, flowing, like, legit. I don't know. Uh, CM Funk, we'll go back around to you, and then Big Ugly, and then Chris. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I just... The AJ, AJ, Dan, um, AJ and uh, uh, Daniel Bryan was an amazing match. It was fantastic. And I will tell you the difference, why it worked and why it flowed so well on SmackDown, because you got two guys in the ring that are used to wrestling in front of 50 people. You know, you yeah. got guys that grew up in the independent scene and they know how to just go out there and perform. You know, it doesn't matter who's in the crowd. Edge Norton, they are products of the WWE, where right. it's just you're in front of tens and, of thousands of people. And you feed off of that. All, yeah. yeah, and you feed off of that all the time. So, you know, there's a little bit of added editing and flair to the edge orton match and all which kind of broke up some of that flow that that it had meanwhile aj and daniel bryan they could go every single night and have the same type of match and you know it would be wonderful right. because they're used to that kind of thing absolutely right. jim and jason can you hear us he can all right can you see what's going on in the middle here let me uh turn you around to the microphone there you are Jam and Jason is uh, is on. What's going on, Jam and Jason? Welcome. Not too much. Welcome. Good, pretty good, man. I saw it come through the phone, but we got Vinny Versace in on the other line, so I didn't want to disconnect one and call the other. Vinny Versace, Jam and Jason's on the line with you. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Jason? <laughs> hey. There we go. Everybody can hear everybody. See him. Uh, uh, Big ugly. Can we hear everybody? Yep. All right. So, Jim and Jason, we're going around the table. We're talking about uh, the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, CM Punk, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're good. Um, good. Before we get back around the table, um, did you see the greatest wrestling match ever, Jim and Jason? And was it the greatest wrestling match ever? I did see the greatest wrestling match ever. Not last night, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Go on. Explain yourself. I, I enjoyed the match. I, I'm being a little critical here <laughs> just because of the way they did this, but it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Tons of false finishes. Love the tribute to Howard Finkel. Yep. Love, love the tribute to all the other wrestlers, Rock Bottom, and all the other finishes. Mm-hmm. It, it was good. It was, it was very entertaining. Yeah, but it wasn't by far the greatest wrestling match ever. And what we were what we were talking about is it's actually the fans and, and the feedback. And the live crowd reactions, which actually create the greatest wrestling match ever. Would you agree with that? I would agree. You can't. You can't pipe that in. You yeah. Can't pipe the crowd noise in. The, <laughs> replicate that. That's you sure can. You sure can try. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you can try. Yeah. 
You can try. Uh, Chris, we're going to come back to you. I know we were talking about uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I mean, does that come back on your list uh, as, you know, what could make the greatest wrestling match ever? And, and, and on top of that, Chris, what do you think is your greatest wrestling match ever? Start with AJ and Bryan. Oh, that's, that's tough. But uh, AJ Bryan was very good. I feel like I've seen it enough times where I'm just kind of like, okay, it's that match that they've done a million times in the past. Doesn't yeah. make it bad, doesn't make it less than, but it was just a match to me, to be honest. It's a reliable match. It's two guys that can work together. I mean, it's you, you can't go wrong with them. But then again, like you said, and especially with a fan like yourself, you've seen it in a lot of different promotions as well. Right. I saw it in 2003, ROH, I was second row for it. That's fantastic. And I invented a Ring of Honor show. It was amazing then. That's great. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, it was a great match. Don't get me wrong. What is but your... I don't think it'll be remembered a year from now. You know what I mean? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And the only I think the, the biggest reason that uh, Edge Orton left thing backlash will be remembered is because of how it's been hyped. As you've heard me say... In the, the presentation of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a presentation. Yeah. Right, but I... I, I, I it, it was silly when you first heard it, but then you realize a lot of people probably watched it just to see it fail. Egg. <laughs> yeah. Or how yeah. it was going yeah. to fail. Which is exactly why we're talking about it right now. Um, So, before we let you go here, what is your, in your opinion, just try to, I know there's a bunch, but pick one. The greatest wrestling match ever. Any promotion, any match. Which one's my favorite, baby? Uh, For seeing live, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. that, that was That's the one in my mind just now. Too. Yeah, the most emotionally draining <laughs> yeah. match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I tell you what, Chris, Vinny, thank oh, you. Just don't, oh yeah, yeah. Go, go, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say as far as uh, other matches that maybe I wasn't there for. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I. It's almost cliche to say Masao and Kawada from June third, ninety four. Okay. But that's that, good. That was that's a barn burner right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Austin WrestleMania X seven. There you go. So yeah, I think I'll stick with that. And that was just a. Otherwise, I'm going to be listing twenty matches. <laughs> no, 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 no. This one has to be because of this. Uh, Coco Beware and my six with Alex Ray. Oh God, that! But see, we were just talking about Coco Beware, yeah. WWE Hall of Famer, unbelievable. He's great at Memphis. If you've never seen any of his Memphis stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's the span of somebody's entire career from beginning to end. It's not just you know what what you see on television. It's, uh, there's so much more to it. Um, well, I tell you what, uh, I say, like, Chris, Vinny, thank you so much for joining us on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're gonna we're gonna disconnect you, but. Uh, you know, uh, de- definitely hit me up offline. I would love to take part in that uh, two-day extravaganza. Jam and Jason, there was some breaking news. The Sweet 16 to 2020 EWA tournament will be happening from a closed uh, EWA arena, and it will be happening this year. So uh, Vinny Versace broke that news, so that's awesome. Great, great. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be able to check that out online at some point in time. But, yep, um, it'll be on Facebook, uh, probably Twitch. And then eventually on the EWA channel, EWAvideo.com. I was going to say, do you, is there anything else you'd like to promote yourself, EWA, any other... Uh... Yeah, yeah, go to EWAvideo.com. <laughs> it's basically a link directly to YouTube, so everything's free. I'm not trying to charge you a subscription and nothing like that. Just watch all the old <laughs> shows and have fun. Uh, 
idpvideos.com for all your Japanese wrestling needs. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, make sure you uh, brush your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all about washing your hands. Now it's about yeah. brushing your teeth. Yeah, yeah. People forgot about the teeth while they were so busy focused on the hands. Yeah. So people are going to come out of quarantine with like cavities and bad breath, and we can't be having that. And, and, and there were dentists that were closed for a long time, too. And if people exactly. aren't taking care of themselves, you know, they're going to come out with, uh, you're going to need Isaac Yankum to come back. You know, Kane's going to have to bring back that character. <laughs> I can't think of the greatest wrestling match ever with Isaac Yankum in it. I just can't. Um, uh, it's got to be the Bret Hart one. Yeah, I was going to say, the one that was in your house, right? I think that was uh, the only that that, SummerSlam No, SummerSlam. Right, right, right. I'm, okay. That might have been the only one, too. So. <laughs> that might have been the only one. <laughs> yeah, probably was. Oh, my God. Well, anyway, uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. I'll hit you up offline. And, uh, you know, stay healthy and uh, best of the family. All right? All right, man. Take it easy. Take it easy, guys. All right. You too, right, Chris. Thank you. Buddy. All right. And we're still on with segment two. Of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Big Ugly, we uh, okay on time so far? Yep. Okay, about four more minutes left on this segment. Four? Yeah. What the heck? All right. This is our four-minute warning. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We're, we're doing okay here. Um, so, you, yeah, we were talking about the greatest wrestling match ever. Backlash also had some other things. Uh, <laughs> it, it did. Um, you know, it did have a, a good, pretty good three-way women's tag team title match actually kicking off the actual show, which was pretty good. The kickoff show, Andrade and uh, Apollo, was pretty good as well. Um, Two guys who are gonna, about to get buried again. Damn it. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> it's true, but don't say it. <laughs> um, and, and they also had um, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, which was better than I thought it was going to be, but it's actually the their world championship match because the other one was just a mid-card uh Kind of uh, Braun Strowman versus The Miz and Morrison. The Pranksters versus the, the... Oh, my God. Go ahead, Jimmy. It doesn't even belong on the main event. That... Or one of the C-level shows. See? It was just a waste of time. <laughs> Uh, turn the volume down. Uh, turn the volume yeah. down on Jamie and Jason so we can still hear you. Yeah, um, no. It, all right, Jamie and Jason, go ahead again. I said that match was a waste of time. It didn't even belong on any of the C-level shows. Yeah. Like the main event. Or... It should have been on 205 Live. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, and no offense to those guys. They're doing what they're given, and, you know, they did a good job for what it was worth. But sure. that does that's, that was a ha-ha match. It wasn't any kind of championship. It, excuse me. It, the, the music video was the best part of the whole match. It was. That's what I'm saying. It was a that was a come down segment, if anything else. Which is uh, sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But yeah. here's here's what I really want to touch on: the semi main event, um, the the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Viking. Uh, what is it called? The Viking Warriors. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders, Raiders. I'm sorry. I can't. I don't even know anymore. The, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. Now. I'm going to say some of the best stuff on TV is the segments that they were doing, bowling and archery and all this other stuff. But to bring it to a pay-per-view and have a pre-tape with everything from, uh, you know, teaming together to falling apart to a band of ninjas. Um, hey, Akira Tozawa got on a pay-per-view. Uh, he so did. <laughs> and it wasn't 205 Live. It wasn't a kickoff match. He did. Uh I actually missed this one. So, okay, yeah. you need to go back and watch no, it. No, you really didn't miss it. <laughs> you didn't miss it. And you can go back and watch it anytime. But uh, it, it's extremely entertaining. I had, to, I had the ref, Jess Carr, come in. That was pretty cool to see her. She's a Baltimore uh, person, MCW Pro Wrestling. She came in and did the whole, oh, you're cute and you, not so much. It's, it's kind of a thing now. Um, 
as a paper, as far as like the Raw Tag Team Championships mean nothing at this point. The Universal Championship means nothing at this point. The Intercontinental Championship is probably, and the U.S. title are probably the two most prestigious titles on the brands right now. That's I don't even know about after the Raw Women's Championship and, and that, that double count out that was there. I, uh, I don't know. Jim and Jason, what do you think about all this? I hated the tag, the, the Raw tag team. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Why well, can't they just let these guys have a couple regular matches? I mean... What would we have done like back in '99? Like we would have gotten King's Pizza and we would have been watching that. We would have been like we we would have left. We would have changed the channel. We would have turned off the pay per view. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't. Have, we would have been doing something else, playing Magic the Gathering or something. We would have. It would have been over. Yeah, that, I just yeah. We would have. Oh. We never would have ordered a pay per view after that for what? Right. Uh, Amen. We would have been like, what are we paying this for? Oh my god. Um. So, uh, and Dream sequence, like flashbacks. If they were building it like, if they were doing like the, the Firefly Funhouse that was billed that way, that's exactly what we expected. That's fine. This was billed as a tag team championship match. It was supposed to be the end-all, be-all between their whole build-up, which was a great build, actually, I thought. But they needed to have a blow-off match. That didn't happen here. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a great segment for Raw. Yeah, which is what it has been for the last like four weeks. Like you know, and it should have just stayed that way. But whatever. And it, it put it put distance between an actual decent match, which was I, I don't say decent. It was okay. Lashley and and, and Drew McIntyre. Because I'm really believing the build is Drew McIntyre's champion. I like it. But then the greatest wrestling match ever. How are you going to have that right before the greatest wrestling match ever? Come down. It, 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 was, right. it was a come down. It, it brought it way down. Um, so, uh, any other comments on backlash as we go around, and then we'll come back for segment three and talk about a couple other things. Any other comments on backlash? <laughs> no, I, I hear nothing. Uh, I mean, I was surprised in the Lashley match. That was definitely better than I thought it would be. Even though uh, it's interesting enough that Lashley seemed to get jobbed out by the storyline with him and his wife, uh, Lana, whatever you want to call it, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's where the match went south. Yeah, came out. <laughs> that was terrible. I mean, I think the match was actually going okay. There was a big story like uh, Drew McIntyre was actually gaining sympathy because uh, you know Bobby was laying down a lot of heat on him. So I thought it was actually pretty good in that aspect. Um, so uh, then we talked about the greatest wrestling match ever. We we got into that. But um, is it time to take a break for one more segment? All right. So uh, Jam and Jason, stay with us. Uh, CM Funk, don't go anywhere. Did you you need to show Jam and Jason your mask? I think. So this guy had double masks going on. So he had this one. You see that, Jam and Jay? Oh, that's great, yeah. Stay, stay safe, man. Stay safe. <laughs> so he, he showed up in, in character with that on, and then underneath he had the other mask going. Um, there it is. There you go. But, and and I'm, I'm saving this for you because I found this in uh, Rio Grande, New Jersey. Uh, can't find this very much anywhere, Can you, if you can see it. Um, the uh, Steve oh, Austin yeah. Broken Skull IPA. Nice, nice. <laughs> so I'll still have some for you. All right. Um, so that's Dan. You know, we're we're having a cheers to you. So if you got a beverage over there, you know, hit it up. But um, I have a Coke, a Coke Zero. Coke Zero, damn right. That's what I love here. <laughs> um, so we'll be right back. Uh, thank you, Vinny Versace, for segment two, and uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna talk about some more things. We're gonna have our Hall of Fame discussion that Jam and Jason needs to get in on. So so does CM Funk. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back. And, and then shout-outs to a lot of other people, including Cory Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R, -E go buy cookies. It's summertime. Go. We're back.
And we're back. Yeah. On the, there we go. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are joined in the mansion live by CM Funk. And we are joined live via satellite by the one and only... Damn it, Damn right. That's what I like to see. All right. So um, we're back. We're going to talk about a couple of more things. Uh, again, we appreciate uh, Chris showing uh, Vinny Versace telling me about big breaking news about EWA Pro Wrestling. So check that out. Uh, make sure to support all your local independent wrestling companies because they're going to come back eventually and do something. So uh, support everybody. Um, so we talked about a couple of different things. Uh, let's, uh, let's go back. Uh, Big Ugly and myself, uh, in segment one, we're talking about the Undertaker Last Ride docuseries. Uh, we pretty much got what we needed to get. Let's, uh, let's hear from CM Funk. What do you think about the series? Uh, I know you're a huge Undertaker fan. It's totally out of his element and out of his character. What do you think? Uh, yeah, not, not, not to pun, but I am a Mark. Hey. Um, uh, <laughs> Mark Halloway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are the king of hashtag puns. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I have absolutely loved the last ride, man. I mean, to only with the Undertaker could you have saved his whole career to to the very end to finally do something mm-hmm. to look into you know the the backstory and the real the real man and everything and. Mm-hmm. Every episode, like I keep waiting for it to have like a little bit of a law to it, and it has yet to in four chapters so yeah. far. Yeah. They're, they're, they've they've done a great job putting that together and um, and just telling a great story. And you I know? think that there there isn't a law because the man Mark Calloway has been such a mystery to us That's for so long that it's like you're point. just hanging on intrigued. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and there's no way they could have done this uh, with any other character. It just it just makes total sense. And the way they're bringing it out in portions, uh, week by week, uh, even taking a little break there for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so they're doing it. Uh, and before I get to Jamie and Jason on this, uh, CM Funk, is it the last ride? You know what? Watching this docuseries and you know having one more chapter to go, I, I hope that the end of the docuseries ends with the Boneyard match being... The announcement being like, that's it. He's officially retired at this point and all because what a way. He wants to go out on a high. I mean, that's all he's like basically this mm-hmm. document talks about, documentary talks about is him going out at the right time when mm-hmm. when, he, when he's at a peak. And to me, you can't get at any higher peak than the Boneyard match. I mean, that was the first match of its kind. It was the best match of its kind. And it was the best Undertaker we've seen in years. Yeah. So um, to me, he went out on a motorcycle. He rode off in the sunset or... Sunrise, nighttime, so hard to tell. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'd be happy with that. I think it'd be good for him. And um, I mean, we don't need to see Undertaker anymore. I mean, we, he he can show up like Sean does, or Stone Cold, or The Rock, or whatever, and uh, you know, just have like little one-off appearances. But we don't need to see him in matches anymore. You know, he's been there, done that. There's no one left to conquer. Mm-hmm. He's beaten everybody. So, you know what? That should be it. Jim and Jason, have you seen the docuseries? What do you think, and is it the end? Uh, yeah, I have seen it. I've seen I'm all caught up. I've seen all four episodes. And I agree. I, th- I think this is the end. I think the, the final episode is going to end with him announcing his retirement and possibly giving a little speech there, because that, that would be the Undertaker way. Don't give a speech in front of a big crowd. Mm-hmm. And do it something like this. Be honest. Be straightforward and and he's been very honest throughout the whole documentary and if a match was horrible he is not afraid to admit it right <laughs> and he's not happy um, about it either so yeah. there's really nothing to redeem here like he the last in-person match he had in front of a crowd 
was that Extreme Rules match where he tag team with Roman Reigns. I think that yeah. was the last yeah. in-person match. And that went really well for him. That was good. Um, yeah. As far as an in-person crowd. <laughs> One over the Philadelphia crowd, uh, especially tagging with Roman, who Philadelphia has a love-hate relationship with. Um, and, you know, it's been a great docuseries. Big Ugly, you and I were talking about it before. I don't know what Shane McMahon's trying to pull or anybody else that wants to say that I want to have my last match with Undertaker. I don't. It, he doesn't need to do it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think Shane needs to find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I think this. You know, the end of this docu series will actually have a definitive answer because right now we still don't know. Uh, and but we all know it's coming up next. We, we're gonna we're gonna do the boneyard match. You're gonna get into the whole COVID situation, and the backstage cameras are gonna be will have been there just like they've been for the last three years just like they've been for the last 25 30 years and we were talking about this earlier guys um some of that 1990s stuff with uh, all that uh, paul bearer stuff and you got to see the outtakes yeah and, that was great and, oh man like you would never think of him out of character ever at all whatever character he was in that's who that guy was we didn't know who the the, the real man was and and the cool thing about this um docuseries is like I still think of The Undertaker as The Undertaker. Like, yeah. It yeah. hasn't done anything to like all of a sudden make me go, oh yeah, he's Mark Calloway. You know, it's like, no, he's still The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. Those things that happened in the 90s and the early 2000s, him never breaking character, it's still canon to me. You know, yeah. like it, he's still and will always be The Undertaker. And this is just a little peek behind the curtain for him and a great way to like, just a great send off for him. And here's a good thing. The fact that he's acknowledging the, the screw-ups, you know, the, the fact that he's acknowledging the, the botch with Brock and the botch with uh, the, the, the Brothers of Destruction against DX, it makes it, it not only takes it behind the curtain, it actually almost justifies it because he's human. Yeah. He's not the Undertaker. That's another way to kind of wipe the slate clean with all that, you know what I mean? Because he's always going to be that legendary canon character that we know for all those years. Nothing's ever going to take that away. Yeah. Nothing, but he could have retired twenty years ago, but he didn't. You know, he and he ended up giving us so much more than those botched things, and and people will just remember that as hey, you know, shit happens. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It doesn't take away from his legacy. No, nope. amen. It doesn't. I think if he would have ended on those notes and not acknowledged it and just said, you know, that might have yeah put a damper, but not still not taken away that whole legend. But um, I love it, and I think we're in for a treat next week with the last ride last show and i think it's we'll still see the undertaker in the wwe in some fashion but maybe not in a match don't need it nope don't need it at all um so moving forward uh let's uh go go ahead anyway one more thing about one more thing about that undertaker. jamie and jason go ahead it pretty much shows that vince has lost his mind <laughs> after watching this and seeing you know three four years worth of footage and for him, you know, the, the very last episode with The Undertaker showing up at WrestleMania but not wrestling. Mm -hmm. And Vince is like, you're going to wear that shirt all night? <laughs> I'm like, Vince, who cares? He's there as a fan. Right. You know, like, chill. <laughs> and on the Saturday before that, he told him he needed him for Raw, so he needed to go back to Texas from New York yeah. to get his damn gear. Yeah, yeah. How, why the hell would he bring his gear? He's not in that place anymore. <laughs> Uh, rookie mistake, man. Right, always yeah, bring, you your always bring your gear. I'm always told that too with independent wrestling. But come on, man, you're the Undertaker. You can get away with it. You know you're not working. You weren't asked to do anything. But he still that's dedication. He went all the way back and got it and showed up and did the spot with Elias on Raw. 
thing is, Undertaker could have come out in that shirt that uh, Vince <laughs> didn't want him to wear, and he still would have gotten the biggest pop yeah. of the uh, entire weekend. So and it wouldn't have mattered. It's amazing. They're costumers with WrestleMania with all the trucks of shit that they got there that they can't, pardon my language, that they don't have something for him to wear right. over the, all those years. You know, come come out in a biker uniform, uh, you know, whatever, the badass Undertaker. He had to be the dead man, though, because of what Elias said. So yeah. I know. Speaking of, you know, I've been going back watching like uh, I'm I'm in 2001 right now. I started in 1999. He's loving the network. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, watching all the Raws and SmackDown, and like I I I forgot how much I actually liked the American Badass gimmick. Like it was it was actually really good. Like yeah. yeah. I, I tell you that that one grew had to grow on me. Really? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm such an old school Undertaker yeah, guy, and yeah. all. Like you know, when he changed over, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Where's yeah. the hat? You know, where's the the, the Undertaker? You know, but. It was cool. I, I didn't mind it. It fit the Attitude Era, um, you know. But it did, right? It's just one part of the Undertaker that you know made him so. Uh, I would say um, the longevity over so many years, mm -hmm. just keeping it fresh, uh, and still to this day, still doing that. Um, so I think it was. It, it's been awesome. So yeah, um, moving on. From that, uh, we can talk a little bit about NXT in your house. A throwback to all the in your houses that we watched. Uh, Mr. Todd Pettengill making his return. To that was fantastic. I love Todd Pettengill. I really do. And I really love the throwbacks. All of them. Uh, to the hotline that wasn't there. To the Ico Pro commercials. Uh, just, I, I loved it. And I loved that they actually had a set in the performance center of the old in your house set. I loved it, and they used it. People jumped off of it. Uh, you know, they somebody got thrown through the window. I I loved it. I think they really brought back the uh, the the essence, feeling, the yes. essence of in your house, and it was a really nice thing to watch. Plus, it was a good uh, it was a good show. I mean, they had a lot of good matches on that show. So, uh, very very good stuff. Um, and also for those who may have seen this uh, AEW All Elite Wrestling, they did their Double or Nothing pay per view and. Uh, they, they actually took the stadium and, and had a stadium stampede. They had a 5-1-5 with a ring at the 50-yard line and actually fought all over the stadium. Uh, pretty cool. A lot, a lot of decent spots, a lot of fun stuff. And um, if anybody's been watching AEW, uh, Big, um, Big Ugly, I don't think you watch AEW too Not much. really, no. But, they, I mean, they, they, they started with the live fans, with the people in their audience, with their own people. CM Funk, you've been watching. I know we I toyed have. over Double or Nothing, but... Yeah, yeah. Just I don't, you probably should have in hindsight bought Double or Nothing, but it just couldn't couldn't bring myself to spend the sixty bucks for a no fans uh, yeah. pay per view. Yeah. yeah, so it was a little tough, but but what, AEW what? they I I've enjoyed. We've talked and brought it up a few times about the fans being you know actually uh, you know the the wrestlers and they're being like a heel side and a face side and everything yeah. and and it's made it so much more exciting. It really has. Like the, the the wrestlers are actually into it as fans as opposed to just being plants, you know. It's been Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Was Tyson there at the double enough? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He uh he presented uh, Cody Rhodes with the TNT Championship when Cody mm -hmm. Rhodes won the first ever TNT okay. title and sure then did. uh then the filing Dynamite uh him and Jericho got into a confrontation right, okay. setting up a future matchup between uh, yeah. the two of them. Actually, a matchup where Tyson's not going to be an outside enforcer. Yeah. Tyson's actually going to work now. I don't know how that's going to work. But yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, he's in great shape, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jim and Jason, you been watching any AEW? Yes, yes. I saw Double or Nothing. Um, I'm one episode behind on Dynamite. I haven't watched last week's yet. Okay. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been doing great things. I, I like that belts are somewhat important again. You know, the, And they're belts. Yeah. <laughs> 
not doing the whole raw tag team crap <laughs> sequences and all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been entertaining. It's a, it's, it's a good way to spend two hours on a Wednesday, definitely. Amen. Yeah. And uh, it's it's very enjoyable. The commentary is very poignant. You know, they got a lot of the different people in there running the show. Uh, so and and Jr. is actually getting better. Yes. Uh, that 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 break, that two month break that he had, was good for him. I think, yeah, you know. And uh, he was and, very dry when he first started with AEW. It and, was, and I think having uh, Shivani as the lead commentator with Jericho for all those weeks and all yeah. has has brought Shivani back to his like you know, glory days almost like. I mean, I've always been a Shivani guy, so uh, love to hear. Him. So, what do you think oh. it is with those guys? Is it age? Is it, do you think that's what it is? It's like they've kind of aged out of that excitement that they once brought. Yeah, I mean, they've done it for so long, and they're both so you know, old, it kind of get jaded. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like what can you do when you've already made the greatest calls ever right. and called the greatest matches ever? You know, they they. But I think they feel with that break, maybe, and with every the other combinations, they're giving the opportunity. To refine the business, refine the enjoyment in the new, this new stuff. Right. Because this isn't the same old handcuffed, scripted, everything. You know, there's bullet points and go, go get at it. You know, that's what it is. So, and that that's exactly what's getting them to be a little bit better on their mark too. Because I know Jr. Tony uh, up there. So. I mean, and, and Shivani's really been out of the business for you know like 15 years. So I mean, oh, for him yeah. to jump back, I mean, he's done a little bit here and there. But yeah not on a consistent basis. So he had to really relearn everything. I right. Think, yeah. You know, so it's taken a bit. Yeah. But. Kind of like Jonathan Coachman. He was kind of the same way. When yeah. Came back. yeah. He just wasn't what he used to be. Right. Yeah. I didn't mind coach before. Well, as he was a gimmick, but uh, when he left, went to ESPN for whatever. And then he came back. I was like, Oh yeah, coach is back. I was excited for the pop, but then didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of went nowhere. Um, so I don't think he refound the business. I don't know, but I would love Todd Pett and Gilbert refound the business. Just you know, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's great stuff. Um, Jericho, Jericho is. Let, let's talk about Jericho for a minute before we jump onto the next topic. Jericho, and we've we've touched on this before, is one of the most all around, well rounded performers in general today of anything, not just professional wrestling. Um, and I think uh, CM Funk is nodding his head. I, I think you'd agree, Big Ugly. Absolutely. Jamie Jason, would you agree with that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We got to go to the Fozzie show. Hopefully they have it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as of right now, it's still scheduled for August, so we'll see. Um, but, I mean, does anybody have anything bad to say about Jericho at all? Like, can you find one bad thing? Well, Bischoff was asked about Jericho being the top five heel. Uh, and Bischoff said he didn't feel like Jericho could ever be considered a top five heel. He felt like Jericho's heyday was back during the Attitude Era, and he was overshadowed by a lot of the you know the big stars back then. And even though he's been able to reinvent himself up until even right now, you know Bischoff feels like because his prime has left him that you know he could never be considered like a top five heel. Mm. And I I, th- I disagree with Bischoff. That's controversial. That. I said yeah. I, I, I would take heel out of it and just say top five period. period. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He he's one of the he is one of the best that's ever right. done it. And, right. And all. We were yeah, because and, and, wrestling and right. I, right. And I, I don't I don't agree with him because I don't feel like you can. It's not Jericho's fault. He's been able to outlast everybody right. else. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's like you know you can't look at me. Like, oh, he was in his prime because he was young. You know, during the Attitude Era. It's like no. Like look what he's done, longevity wise. I mean, dating all the way back to WCW. Like yeah. Unbelievable. Even further than that. You know, right, further yeah. than yeah. that. Yeah, his ECW days, his Japanese yeah. days and all yeah. I mean he's and always his indie been, wrestling days. Right. He's he's always been at the top and yeah. you know, and he just continues to do that. 
And now he's become one of the best announcers in the entire <laughs> right. wrestling yeah. world. So he's got a voice, man. He's yeah. running the podcast, and he's doing Fozzie. He's a he's a just triple quadruple he, threat. He executive produced uh, this season of um, Dark Side of the Ring yes, on Vice did. too, and it was fantastic. It he was, was the narrator for all the episodes too. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was very doing, good. He's doing it all. Jim and Jason, what do you think of Chris Jericho? Oh yeah, he, like I said, he's, he's he's definitely one of the top. He's definitely the top heel in AEW right now. I know mm-hmm. they're trying to transition some other folks up. But, um, yeah, he's definitely the top heel. And he's got a future in commentary. I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't enjoyed commentary in such a long time. <laughs> yeah. that that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Reminds yeah. me of the great days of Bobby Heenan and Gorilla. Yeah. Shivani and Jericho going back and forth. I mean, and it took him a week or two to get into it. But I, I, by the end of the run there, he was just top of the game. Yeah. Is very funny. Well, shoot, they, they just brought him back. Uh, you haven't seen this last episode of Dynamite, but they actually bring him back for segments and all to do uh, commentary. Mm-hmm. It's a four, oh, nice. it, they make it a four man booth with Jericho. So, okay, yeah, it's nice, awesome. Nice. And I, I don't think he's there to get himself over at all. I think he's there to, to elevate other people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the same thing with the, the wrestling matches, he's not there to get himself over at all. And he's because he's going to be over no matter what, but he, it's it's all about getting the other people over the vehicle for others. So that's yeah. great. Um, so it almost doesn't even seem like the same guy who, what, five, six years ago was running around making lists. Like, <laughs> right. But I still remember that. But yeah, it's it's a totally different uh, version of the character. Yeah, he's he's one of the few that when he reinvents himself, it's truly a different character. And all, yeah. and not to the extreme like a Matt Hardy is a different character every time, but <laughs> yeah. but it's like you can you can go back and go, oh, what's your favorite Chris Jericho, you know, and and like and it makes sense, you know, like you you, you can go and say the the list guy or Lionheart or Y two J or what you know whatever it is, and like and each one is fantastic in and of its own, and then you put them all together as a whole, and goodness, I mean the, the guy's just amazing, so. I, I got one more topic before we get into. We're gonna have a Hall of Fame conversation. I got a question too. I wait for I wait for it right before the Hall of Fame. Okay, so that's gonna be the the, the, the semi main question. Yes. So here's the, here's the thing. In in the past couple of weeks, uh, we've noticed that uh, there's an announcement. Paul Heyman uh, is no longer in charge of Monday Night Raw. He's actually taking a step back to focus on his in ring performance, which he doesn't really do that much, which is As in he got removed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. So it was a nice way to say it. Bruce Pritchard is at the helm for everything pretty much right now. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't think that's good, man. No. Uh, I don't think that's Pritchard's strong suit. Uh, Pritchard is, has to be part of the machine now. I mean, he knows the machine better than anybody, but that doesn't mean he's going to do anything against the norm. So... Um, you know, as we've seen, it's kind of been business as usual, but I guess you guys don't see that as a positive move. Yeah. I think that, I think that it seems like when I think of Bruce Pritchard, it seems like he excelled. I feel like in the actual like business part of WWE, I'm not sure the creative portion is like going to be better with him. And I think Heyman has always proven himself to be a very good creative mind for the business. So it's kind of odd that. They're making that move, but okay. Yeah, CM Punk, especially at this time. Yeah, like to me, I mean the whole reason the whole reason for any moves right now are because of ratings. Sure. And I think right now you've got to take ratings out of the equation because we're in such a different time. Ratings are never going to be good at this point at all. I mean, yes, people are supposed to be home and you'd think they're watching more TV, but that's not the case. People are finding out that they can go and do other things, you know. So, you know, it's not 
Heyman's fault that he also doesn't have a full pool of people to choose from, you know, to, you know, to put out there on television every week. Yeah. You know, so. And it's like, not as fun to watch without fans. I think a lot of yeah, fans have realized that. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I love Bruce Pritchard. He's been good for the business all, you know, for most of his career and everything. I mean, uh, but. To have him now running both shows, like, that just, that's scary. And it's interesting because when they, they started the Something to Wrestle podcast, him and uh, Conrad Thompson were so anti-exactly this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. anti-the machine. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. that money started talking, man. You know, yeah. you know? Got, got that was at the very beginning of the podcast. <laughs> and, I mean, that's why Vince jumped on him because, you know, Bruce Pritchard is one of the hottest things uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the, the world business. of professional yeah. wrestling. So. You know, and that's Vince jumps on everything. But uh, what do you think, Jam and Jason? What do you think of all this? Yeah, I'm going to miss Heyman because the thing about him is he would try new people out. I think he's one of the reasons that um, Drew McIntyre is where he is right now. Because yeah. Heyman was a fan and Vince was a fan. It's a little combination of both. But I, I feel like he's willing to throw, was willing to throw more new wrestlers out there to, to try stuff. And he, yeah, you can't you can't rely on ratings right now. Everybody's watching things on demand and there's been so much on the news with the virus and then the riots a lot mm-hmm. of people have been watching the news live and getting caught up on their shows later on when yeah. things calm down and they're a little more relaxed yep. you, you can't rely on ratings and I think Richard's time in creative has passed he might be a great producer for segments backstage mm-hmm. and interviews but I think his creative time has passed especially if he's responsible for the whole Matt Hardy Seamus Piss segment <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the uh, Jeff Hardy! Oh my production. God! Yeah, should be fired. <laughs> I tell you, man, though, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff was—he—he uh, he had to pee apparently. Apparently, oh, man, very oh, quickly was, and like a horse. Yeah, that, was a, that was a big jar he filled up. Man, he, he looked a little dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that could have been really good character acting. I don't know, or just but, uh, method acting. But, you know, Jason, it's funny you say that, say that about his his um, creative days because, like. The whole Viking Raiders Street Profits thing like reminded me of like the old Mr. Perfect segments, mm-hmm. and like I'm sure those were Bruce Pritchard produced segments back in the and day and all. You I know? think you talked like, about that. I think they were. Yeah, yeah. So like you know like and that's exactly what the Viking uh, Prophets. And you know, in their is. own place, in their own correct time, that's good stuff. Right, but, but not for a major championship yeah. on a pay per view. No. Um. Anyway. Enough that. Uh, not not to bash Bruce Richard again, you know, but it, this is, for the time and place, this is what he's doing. This is what he's got. Hopefully he does something with it. I just want to see two different shows when I watch Raw and SmackDown. I don't want to see the exact same show just with different characters on it. I want to see something different. Um, that's just me. But that's probably not just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this is uh, 80, uh, episode 83, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you know, we, all, we got all the archives. We got a whole lot of whole lot of stuff. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com is probably still there. Um, but um, we're going to come back with episode 84 uh, in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, Fourth of July is coming up. It's going to be a lot of different Fourth of July for everybody. So uh, stay safe, stay healthy. We appreciate you. All of our guests, past, present, and future coming up. But um, we're going to take it home with a segment that uh, we like to call Hall of Fame. 
and we put the question mark on the end. Um, and I think we might make this a regular thing because this was so much fun that we, you and I did this last time, Big Ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're probably getting more hits on the, this part of the segment than any other part of the podcast. Yeah, this one got longer. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Oh, shoot. You yeah. wanted to go 30 minutes. This one's going to get a little yeah. bit longer. But we're, we're going to take it home. All right. Nobody sticks to their times in WWE. Yeah. So, Big Ugly, you're going to lead this segment. You like, Give All us right. a name. Before I get there. Before you get before there. Before I get there, we were just talking about announcers. And so I just want to get you guys' thoughts on the best announced team. So, oh. as Jam and Jason said, all right, so the first one, Bobby Heenan and Monsoon. Okay. JR and King. Okay. Vince McMahon and his plethora of calls, Macho, JR King. Jesse so just, Ventura. Jesse Ventura, right. Okay. Taz and Cole. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Taz and Cole. I got, I got, that's, that's top five for me. That, that's pretty good. I, 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 I'm an old school guy, so for me, it's uh, Monsoon and Ventura and all of it. Okay. Like, yeah. Right. WrestleMania three, one of the best uh, shows ever called, in my opinion. So, so Monsoon era. Okay. I want to go with uh, Gorilla and Bobby. All um, right. I, I love Bobby Heenan, and when he was in his uh, prime, in his heyday, uh, there was nobody better. Absolutely nobody better. And that, I'm an old school guy, too. And if you want to talk about current, I, I'm going to go Mauro Ronaldo and anybody. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I from uh, the beginning I was a mark of his. Yeah, and uh, I saw you know he was fighting with uh, bipolar disorder, and they did a whole you know um, like a back like movie on him, and I was like, oh my god, I feel for this guy. Like he's fighting with this every single day, but he's coming out and delivering the bipolar passion, yeah. right? Oh my god, I Marmonello in anything. Plus, yeah. I want to give a shout out to um, Joey Styles. Uh, because back in the ECW days, and Jamie Jason, you'll attest to this, he was a one-man booth. Yes. Um, and he could carry the whole show. And, I mean, he put passion in it. He was lead. He was color. Um, he did it all. And he did interviews as well and announcing. So, my, uh, you know, that for pure talent and chat passion alone, I'm going to go there. Any, any other uh, possibilities here? I mean, there's plenty of them out there. So... Jason, you got any uh, any uh, any other extras? Oh yeah, I mean, I love the Bobby Heenan combinations, Tony and Bobby mm. from both WWE Saturday yeah. Night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Vince and Bobby, obviously. And I always liked it how um, usually on like when I was a kid, you know, we were talking about the WrestleMania three era. You had Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby on Wrestling Challenge, and you had Vince and um, Jesse on Superstars. Mm -hmm. But then they would take the best of the two and put it on the WrestleMania. Right. And then you have the Gorilla. <laughs> And um, the and I I did like the the Coliseum video as well where they throw in Lord Alfred Hayes, um, oh, yeah. Sean Mooney, you know, doing announcing, and I'm I'm okay with that. I don't think it's best ever, but I'm all right with those guys. Cool, they would cool. throw in Hillbilly Jim, uh, <laughs> Brother Love once in a while, anybody that basically was back there that didn't ha that wasn't working that night. Um, so. Uh, lots of great you, uh, big ugly you you gave a couple you have any more that's, um, that's pretty much your yeah problem. that's pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of some of the stuff that you guys are talking about before me <laughs> hey, My, mine is jr and king so i'm just like that's and, and jr yeah. and king yeah. i think as far as consistency goes over week to week to week to week over so much period of time i mean there was nobody better yeah. absolutely nobody better and i much prefer a two-man booth I do not. Like I don't like three. Agreed. Three, I don't mind the yeah, Jericho three, Three's thing. a crowd. Yeah. You know, once in a while, there's a guest, but a consistent three-man booth and Jamie Jason doesn't sound like you like that either. Yeah, I agree. Two-man booth all the way. That's what yeah, I've been saying that for years. Yeah. I, I say the, the only three-man booth that I've actually ever enjoyed has been recent, and that was with Mara Ronaldo, Beth Phoenix, and um, uh, 
the guy that's no longer with WWE. Um, ah, uh, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. Oh, Nigel McGinn. McGinn. Nigel what, he's gone. Was, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, oh, he, he did was, he get sweeped well, out? He, the... he, he was furloughed as part of the furloughs. Son of a bitch, so, God. which Damn is it. part of why he why it's just been. Uh, well, I guess Tom Phillips is in doing NXT yeah, now apparently. too. So yeah, where's Morrow? Morrow's he, doing. He's still, he's still doing it too, but it's a three man. But gotcha. but none. Only Tom Phillips is actually live. Mara Ronaldo and Beth Phoenix are both um, doing it. Uh, Recording. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. And he, he was there for TakeOver in your house as well. Okay. But I think they were switched They switched up the booth. I don't think it was consistent all the way through, which is interesting. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but, yeah, anything Mara Ronaldo, I'm a big fan of. Uh, all right. So Hall of Fame. To the Hall of Fame <laughs> conversation. Now, Jam and Jason, I don't know if you heard episode 82, but uh, Big Ugly was throwing out names. You know, are they Hall of Fame worthy? Are they not? And why? Um, we had a little bit of controversy. I did apologize to Billy Gunn at the beginning of this thing because I didn't think he could go in on his own, but I think we've all been turned by the big ugly. Um, you know, saying that, that let me let me just get to Jamin Jason's gut reaction. Billy Gunn, is he in the Hall of Fame by himself, yes or no? See? What, what, the, what the heck we is all happening, have the same bro? What is happening? <laughs> See, I, I, I'm telling you, but it's it's a it's going to be a fifty fifty thing. And okay. I, I, but... I think if his brief singles career didn't involve the whole ass man gimmick, <laughs> he was the one Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the, the one. one. Billy Gunn. Yeah, okay. he was Billy. He was just Billy, and he was also rockabilly. I think at one point in time. I think he burned. I think he burned his bridges, which is what's going to hurt him in the long run. But if you take that part out, if the politics out, hey, then... everybody burns bridges. Well, yeah. It's all about the business. Come on now. All right. So big ugly. Let's you, right. let you run this segment. Yeah. Let's go around the table. Let's figure it out. All right. So I tried to remember because I, I deleted the list from last time. So I Delete. made a, so I made a new list. So hopefully I didn't like repeat. But if I did, who cares? Like, That's we okay. Got, we got some new opinions. We got new opinions. <laughs> All right. And mine so, may change. Who knows? Yeah. So let me just say this real quick because a part of this is you know I've been watching a lot of the Attitude Era. So that's where I'm picking a lot of these people out as I watch the show. Good. They bump refs a lot during that time. Hell period. yeah. <laughs> like I was like, God damn! Like almost every segment had a ref getting bumped, <laughs> and it was no fines. Like, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. They bump. It's like refs were workers. Like, and they went from that era to ref nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. Ref not taking a bump, getting hit, getting touched, being invisible. Yeah. Um, because I know, because that's when I started to come into the business. But all right, my God, go ahead. So Hall of Fame. All right, first guy, Tess. Hmm. Test. Uh, this is start a test. around the other test. end. <laughs> this is a Sam Funk. I, I'm gonna go no. I, it, too short of a career for one thing, and I mean, could it? You know, could he have lasted? Maybe, but. I think too short. He was only around really for a couple of years, truly. So, Jamie Jason. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. no. I gotta go. No, I, I love what he did for the the thumbprint he had on the career, but I don't know. I don't think he made enough impact. Yeah. All right. His tag team partner Albert. I can't remember if I said this last time, but Albert. Let's go around. Who was now Matt Bloom? I think Matt Bloom. Yeah, it was now yeah. an NXT trainer. So that's an interesting one by himself as just Albert or Prince Albert or A Train or whatever you want to call him. I'd say no, but because of the backstage and uh, and uh, the NXT, everything he's doing, uh, I think he, I don't know if he'll go in as a performer, but I think he would go in just in general as, as Matt Bloom. I think he could be a Hall of Famer. He's made some major strounds with that. And then you say, he was a performer in the ring as A-Train, blah, blah, blah. But he, Matt Bloom, I, yeah, I, I would make a case for him to go in eventually. Not anytime yeah. soon, but go ahead. Jim Jason. And wasn't he with the, he was with the, uh, uh, um, break the censor. 
Well, yeah. No. Um, no. He he was Prince Albert. Yes. Then he was Albert. He was with TNA. Right. Then he went with the X Factor with right. X Pac and Justin Credible. Then he was also with uh, the big. What was the big black guy? And they had they were dancing and stuff. And you know what I'm talking about guys. A couple years ago, back in like 2012. The big black guy. The, the, uh, uh, Henry. Oh Re- no. The uh, Rex type. Right. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Brodus Clay. Clay. Yeah, Brodus Clay. And they yeah. had the dancing gimmick with Naomi yeah, and. Because yeah. wasn't he supposed to be Japanese or something? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a Japanese name. Yeah. 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 See, he was very versatile, and he could you could work with. See, that's what I'm saying, Jamie Jason. What do you think? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was I'll be fifty fifty on him, but I mean, I would make a case. Is okay. that CM Punk? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Jam and Jason on this one now. <laughs> no. Okay, all <laughs> right. Ugly, what do you All think? Right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say no as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. See, I gotta create the controversy yeah. here. I gotta make a case, yeah. <laughs> and then some would say, "Why will you make a case for this guy, but not for Billy Gunn?" So yeah. I just apologize, no, Billy Gunn. So no. yeah, Billy Gunn way before Matt Bloom. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> I get a couple more years down the road. We'll see how much Matt Bloom has an impact because I think he's got a great mind for the business. Yeah. But go ahead. All right, here we go. Righteous sense of leader, Stephen Richards. No. Nah, I'm just gonna jump in. Nah. <laughs> I love Stevie Richards, but now, great career, great longevity, a uh, lot of different stuff, but maybe, yeah, not Hall of Fame. I don't think it's uh, enough. Jamie Jason. Yeah, that's a tough one because he used to be one of my favorites, but I, he just never really got the exposure he should have. Yeah, I believe. and I thought he, he could have been the next Shawn Michaels with the right push. He was. That's too what ma- I thought he looked like Shawn Michaels. He had, he had great moves, similar style. And- I think I, the BWO thing was such, you know, that was a lot of fun. Plus, he wasn't a prick. Like, Shawn Michaels was a dick back in like, <laughs> the Attitude Era. Stevie Richards is a really nice guy. But, yeah, because I remember he used to come to the MEWF shows when they were real tight with CW. Yeah, and he would be hanging out, talking, you know, not just you know, like autographs or anything. He wasn't a prick about it. He was just hanging out. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the injuries derailed his, his uh, you know... Real Name career and everything. Yeah. Too many neck injuries. I think and stuff, like so. he was the precursor to what Edge is. Like if you put a Shawn Michaels and Edge together, uh, like and they like like pooped out something. And now, <laughs> no offense to Stevie Richards, I'm just saying he's got tendencies for both of them. Yeah. You what do you think uh, from what you've seen, Big Ugly? Um, I would say no, but I would only say no because I didn't realize he had all the history that you guys are talking about. I just know him as a leader, right to censor. Yeah. So right. yeah, beyond he does that, have a lot, like, and a lot of ECW history. Yeah, he, he, like, he was the ECW guy. He, first. Oh, okay. And then and he was, one then of the main eventers too. And then he was WCW because he was part of the Raven Ravens flock. Right. And then he came over to uh, WWE. Yeah. So he's had a pretty uh, I don't want to say extensive, but I mean he, he bounced around a lot. But he didn't have any. You could almost argue that the whole right to censor thing killed his career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It killed That's a lot of people. Unfortunately, Ivy went into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And the Good Father. Yeah. The Good Godfather. Yeah. Half of them actually made it in the Hall of Fame. So I don't know. Maybe it didn't kill their career. Well, Bull didn't make it. Stevie didn't make it. And Val Venus didn't make it. Oh, Val. We talked about that last week. We talked about Val Venus. You guys can answer that since we brought him up. Val Venus. Val Val Venus should be in. Okay. All right. Just on on gimmick alone. I brought up Coco Beware earlier and all. (laughs) Coco Beware was strict gimmick. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Val Venus. Same thing. Choppy, choppy, his PP. I'm that's all. See? I, I remember yeah. that forever. So, uh, did yeah. I say yes or no to him? I think you said no I because he, he, I think you said no. He just didn't have the longevity. Yeah. Like, he thought, only had those, like, which is very true. You know, I'm going back and watching it. I mean, Val Venus had about maybe a good year and a half before they changed his gimmick out, you know, and that was it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I love the gimmick. Nice thumb. Because it was like, once, yeah, once, I, once I, Vince I, Russo I, left, it was like, I am going to, I am going to, Start the mo- the movement to get Val Venus into the Hall of Fame. That that's my goal in life now. So. If it happened, it would be very entertaining. But uh, what do you think, Jamie Jason? I, I gotta agree with CM Punk here. 
Yes. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Val Venus if you just look at the the porn star year. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for attitude era, I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's very memorable. He's he had a big imp- he had a big impact. He like we're right. talking about him right now. Right, he had an right. impact. Yeah. yeah. And he still remember that. that yeah. The Hello, ladies. ladies. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, know, you remember the gimmick. Like, yeah. Like right there, that's enough. So was uh, he ever part of a tag team other than Right to Censor? Mm. No, I don't believe so. It's just him. Because I mean, yeah, he was tagging with the Godfather for a little bit. Let me t- let me tell you, when he came on, like you watched the segments, you could yeah. not look away. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You I don't knew skip he those was segments. Up next, yeah. you didn't fast forward yeah. through nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, go on. All right, next one, Lance Storm. Yes, yes, Lance Storm. Oh my God, the driest personality ever if he can be serious for a if moment. he can be serious for a moment but dude he every company he went to he became a pioneer for something and he actually projected the the company and the, the division he was in and he's still doing it to this day and he's still helping train you know younger people he's got the, the basics down and his non-character became a character like how does it like his actual personality that is terrible actually became a character so i'm gonna say yes for landstorm jam and jason but you know what that was kind of like steve blackman though but you said no for blackman i no. okay (laughs) (laughs) this is different black we'll get to that go ahead jam and jason i'm gonna say yes okay um basically because i think he had a big influence on jericho they were attacking yeah they were both very young starting out smoking out Mm mm-hmm yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say yes. Okay, I'm actually gonna jump on the uh, the yes bandwagon here for Landstorm as well, and and you compared him a little bit to not a straight comparison to Steve yeah. Blackman, but the the general you know kind of dry, dry boring yeah. you know kind of character. Blackman never really became that character. Right. He still tried to be the martial arts guy and yeah. everything. Landstorm. It became the character, right? right yeah. Yeah. And it's so, just him being himself, right? And uh, and and he's fantastic in the ring. I mean, there's not many people that are better technically. There's not a bad him, landstorm so. match out there. Yeah, not at all. All right, here we go. We got two women coming up. Terry Runnels. Mm. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. I, I would put her in the Hall of Fame. She was one of the original pioneers for that Attitude Era of women, you know, along with Sable and Sunny. So. Um, you know, I think she's she's done a done a lot, and I mean, people remember the Marlena character very mm-hmm. well, and the cigar, and being with Goldust, who should be in the Hall of Fame too. So anyway, yeah, um, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah I, I certainly think, hope yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. But I'll go. I'll go with yes for <clears throat> Jamie Jason. I think I'll say yes. Yeah, she also has some history even before Marlena. She was a, a yeah. manager in um, NWA. Right. In NWA. So mm-hmm. York. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember her. She yes, had uh, yes, the yeah. laptop or whatever. Yeah, part of the York Foundation, yeah, or the yes. head of the York Foundation. Mm. Dirty Mike. I'm torn. See, this is another one where it's a Uh-oh, personal. We got experience. a Billy Gunn experience. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one where it's a it's a damn 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 thing. A personal experience. I went to uh, not the Access, but it was a fan fest around WrestleMania. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Twenty nine, I think it was uh, a fan fest, and. Yeah, because that's where I met the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. So I was waiting, and I walked past Marlena's table, and she was just sitting there chilling. And I didn't do anything. I didn't approach her to autograph, and I just, you know, you know, just said, hey, you know, and I think I even called her Miss Runnels, you know, because I knew her name. I don't know if that's a Mark thing to do. But I said hello, and she was very, like, short and rude. But 
So with that was standing aside. Rabbit Rizzo said she had a similar experience with yeah. her. So, yeah. Like, I mean, you gotta you gotta show through the character and especially like that you're a good human being and a good person as far as to, you know, take a spot in the Hall of Fame, um, in my opinion. <laughs> Other than that, if it wasn't for that, I'd be right on the same train with you guys. Especially like what Jam and Jason said. There's a lot of history there. Okay. Um, so All right, next up, Stacy Keebler. Yes. Yeah. Jim Jason? All right. Yeah. So I think we're, <laughs> so we're good on a, that one. She's yeah. a Baltimore girl, but that's not why. She is absolutely no, a... We, we, we all went Homer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. She all absolutely... Um, she, she was Miss Hancock. She was the first, first and then... diva. I mean, and, and it's, yeah, lots of um, lots of history there. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, next up, uh, William Regal. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Worker in the ring, uh... You know, helping young talent, following NXT, and and lots of years of work. Yes. I mean, long before we even saw him on TV. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, that, now I'm just thinking about this because of what I'm watching, and we kind of talked about this the last time about a lack of Japanese wrestlers going in. Yeah. So because of what I'm watching, to Jerry. To Jerry? I didn't oh, have him on the list. Japanese bus yeah. Um. To Jerry. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you right there. Um, what what's uh. Damn it, I can't remember his name because they all sound like it's terrible. Uh, the guy that gets hit Can in the head with the chairs all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The guy in ECW who took chair shots all the time um, in the head. And he's still wrestling today and he always takes chair shots and he's always. Uh, damn it. He fought Mike Awesome a lot in ECW. Jamie and Jason, you know what I'm talking about? I'm out the loop. Can't remember. But. I- I have his face in my head. Yeah, me too. I got his face getting bashed in with a chair on my head. Uh, wait a minute. Let me see. I can, I can probably find it right here. <laughs> I got ECW uh, DVDs. Uh, All right, but as far, to Jerry. As, far as to Jerry goes, I, I say, I say no. I don't think he All had right. enough impact. You know. Gotcha. Jam and Jay to Jerry. Mm, nah, nah. Nah. All right. It I seems like Mike is a no one to Jerry. I don't well. think to Jerry is. Uh, yeah, I don't believe he's had enough longevity. But when I find that other name, oh, Masato Tanaka, that was the name. Uh, yes. You know what? There's a lot more history than we saw of him, but when he had those matches with uh like Mike Awesome, you know, God rest his soul, and he he took 14 chair shots to the head and didn't sell one of them. Uh this guy was you know all over the world and more than we've seen. And I think he's even wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom not even too long ago. Probably. Masato yeah. Tanaka. And I, I I pointed it out and I'm like, this guy's got longevity career, and I think he deserves to go in. But not to Jerry. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. But Funaki Funaki needs you to did go say, in the yeah, you, you called Funaki last time. Oh, yeah. yeah, SmackDown number one announcer. Yeah, Funaki definitely belongs. Okay. And cruiserweight and everything he's done. Hardcore. All right, next one, Perry Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love this game. Rings of Saturn. I got to say no right now. Uh, I love I love his character, what he did for the business. He was very, uh, you know, he could pretty much pull off any character that you gave him. He did all right. But he had some demons. Um, it it messed up his flow of his career. I don't think it went as long as it should it should have. Like the other radicals, Benoit, uh, Malenko, um, Guerrero. Guerrero, all of them deserve to be in the Hall of Fame for one reason or another, but not Saturn. What do you think, Jamie Jason? Yeah, I agree. He was the, to me the weak link of all the radicals. Yeah. And the funny thing was, I think Pritchard said that he was the one they were thinking was going to do the most right. when they brought them in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. I think if he ever went in, it would be as a group with the Radicals. But since Benoit is part of that, they'll never go in. So yeah, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So next up, uh, this one I put on there, and this is a more recent person, a more recent tag team. And the reason I did it is because we all know Shad Gaspard uh, passed away mm. recently. Crime time. <sighs> Jamie Jason? Me neither, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 and they're memorable to me, but for the wrong reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, you know, enjoying Crime Time, like all the the vignettes and things like that. They never did anything for me in the ring, and you know, could I see them going in because of Shad? You know, sure, uh, tragic right. death. I could see that happening, um, but I, I don't think they're Hall of Fame worthy. I could really? see Shad going in posthumously and JTG inducting him, just not as a, like as a legacy member. You know what I mean? Not as a not on the the roster of to be put yeah. in now because of what happened. Because I mean, you, you find out all this stuff about him and how great of a guy he was. We didn't see that. We just saw the the comedy haha. Like that crime time would have been involved in that skit with the street profits and the Viking Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where they would be. And I don't I don't think that's whole thing. But I think Shad could go in posthumously. Okay. Um, next up, we got another woman, Deborah. Deborah McMichael? Deborah Austin's wife. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's Deborah McMichael. That's okay. a good one. She started out in WCW. She was married to former football player Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh, okay. She was, was married to Steve Austin, Austin too. And then she was married to Steve Austin, yeah. So. And it was his third marriage. And now he's on his... Fourth. Fourth? Uh, uh, With uh, his wife, Kristen. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Jamie Jason. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm gonna say no. Uh, something about her just always rubbed me the wrong way. I don't, I don't know if the acting just really seemed overly over the top and fake. Uh, I I agree with you. Acting. Like watching her right now, I I, I agree. Yeah, with you. she she wasn't genuine. She was much better in WCW than she was in WWE, in my opinion. Um, not yeah. that that's saying saying a lot, but hmm. <laughs> like go like uh, if we want to go with women. I mean, she didn't have a huge WWE or WWF career, but Francine, Tommy Dreamer's wife or whoever that is, like she had, like she was the first woman to kind of take that edge and move it towards what they now call divas or what they did call divas. Like I could, I, I don't know, not about the WWE Hall of Fame because I don't think she made a big impact because she was only on the ECW roster, but I, I could see her first. Okay. Next up, Vader. He's in. Vader's in? I think Vader is Vader's in? in? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's get him. He went okay. in the, the year before he died, I, I think say, so, yeah. It wasn't long before oh, he, he gave died. Oh, I didn't remember. And, okay, perfect. But to ask if he wasn't in, I would say yes, he should go. Right, yeah. okay, perfect. All yeah. right, next one, Rhino. Hmm. Last ECW champ before the resurgence. And he was a, like a little guy, but a big guy. And he made a big impact. Yeah, he always reminded me of Ram Man from uh, He Man <laughs> and Masters Universe. Mm. I'm, I'm, I think yes. Um, I think I would say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, like he kind of almost is in the same line to me as like a Mark Henry. Now, and I'm mm. not taking anything away from Mark Henry. I, I don't mean to, that to sound the way it does. You know, I mean Mark Henry has been you know world heavyweight champ and that kind of thing, but. Like Mark Henry to me was always still just kind of a mid carder, even when he was the champ. You know, I completely agree. You know, so and I kind of feel like Rhino is kind of in that same, uh, same um, you know line. So uh, and we have a low battery, ten percent remaining on the old. Uh, oh, I'm gonna have to plug that in too. Pad. Hold on, yeah. go up. Keep talking about because I got an opinion on this one. All right, uh, Jam and Jay, Rhino. Yeah, 
going to say yes. I'm going to say yes on Rhino. Um, I always enjoyed him when he was in ECW, when ECW had their, I think their only video game that they put out, <laughs> which, uh, that was the guy I always played on there, Rhino. It was just, it, 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 yeah, I liked him. He was pretty good. All right. Dirty Mike? smaller, but yet high impact. It was, it was, it was a little different for that particular time. I'm going to move you, Jam and Jason, because I need to plug you in. So... Uh, and now, yeah, shish babel. Okay, hold on. If you can still hear, there we go. Is that better? Can't see you guys now. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, whoa, wait, wait. There we go. That's okay. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go against the. There you are. Hey, let there be light. All right, you're going against the grain. We'll move to the next person. Hey. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna with Rhino. I'm gonna have to say no just to start off because. uh I don't think he had the impact on the business that he could have. I think it could have gone a lot further. I'm not saying that it was ever over, but I think he had a good thumbprint, especially with uh, his time in every company that he was in. Um, but if you want to, and I think it was your correlation to Mark Henry, uh, CM Funk, that kind of made you think, you know, not real. Like, I don't see those two on the same plane. I see Mark Henry having more of an impact. I don't, I love Rhino and I watch anything that he's in. But as far as, I mean, if I was booking the Hall of Fame, he wouldn't be my first choice. Um, but, you know, I well, could be wrong about that. that I, there's more of a career than I'm. But that, that's okay because most of the people they put in the Hall of Fame don't. aren't anybody's first choice. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. But uh, that's why I got a controversy okay. creates cash. All right. There we go. All right, next one, Boogeyman. Yes. See, this is where I'm going to now. I did not expect. You're, see? you're kidding me. I've got to go. But look, that's a character that they can bring back 20 years from now, and he can pop up in a backstage segment. So it's purely gimmick for you. Absolutely. Okay. That's a gimmick. That's a Coco Beware thing. Yeah. You know? yeah it's a gimmick is, thing. Yeah. That's so, I'm sitting here in my mind going, it's yeah. Coco Beware all over again. That, that, so that's what I'm saying. If Rhino came out on TV tomorrow, it would get no pop. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, it'll get a nostalgia pop. It'll get a nostalgia pop. But if the Boogeyman shows up and the lights go down and he eats worms or me, you know what I'm saying? That's something that is never been done before. It'll never be done again. And I got to give it a yes. Jamie Jason, what do you think? Boogeyman? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to record that sound and play it over and over again. Yeah. I love this game. Yeah, if you have a wing and you have Papa Shango in that wing. If they have a gimmick wing, that's that's. I, that, I was just gonna really say that they need a gimmick. They need wing. a best. Yeah, they, best they have wing. a gimmick battle royal. Why not have a gimmick wing? I, I'd be all yeah. for. I'd be all for Boogeyman in there. But as far as just a regular Hall of Famer, I don't know. Plus, he's okay. a. And again, just to come off personal experience, he's a really nice guy. Like he was totally in character. He doesn't come to an event. He wears a black hood, like so you can't see who he is. And then once he gets done up, he stays in character the whole time. But he'll talk to you as a human being in the Boogeyman character. Which is very interesting, and he'll make sure you get a good picture and he, like he's a good guy. Plus, he helps the younger talent. But I say that that character, one hundred percent. Okay, all right. I love this game. We need to play this game next. All, the time. Uh, <clears throat> all right, uh, this guy's still wrestling now. R truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and Jason, I'm gonna start with you because I'm gonna create more controversy. Here. Oh, they wish skipping dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love controversy. Go ahead, Jamie Jason. I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. Just, 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 just for the twenty four seven championship alone, <laughs> I'm in there now. But uh, yeah, 
All right. <laughs> All right here we go. <laughs> Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Right. <laughs> See, I'm trying to swerve you. But I will say this, though. Before before he did all the little Jimmy stuff. Yeah. Like, I would say no. But like that K-Quick era? Right. The right. K-Quick era, Ron Killings, even though he was great in what he did in independent wrestling, even ECW, Ring of Honor, I think. TNA. TNA, TNA exactly. Yeah. Um, but he never... Rose to that level. I agree. Right? It was definitely after. As yeah. he was a main eventer doing all that independent and stuff, he didn't hit that level. But when he came into WWE and he found his character niche, uh, and plus he's a he's a longevity kind of guy. He yeah. can do anything, and he can back it up in the ring too. So he's been in all kinds of storylines. Absolutely. And once the little Jimmy stuff hit, he's a Hall of Famer yeah. all the way. Yeah. All right. See, I was swerving you guys. I was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I was love little, it. I was a little worried. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm Matt Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to jump in. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, like, no, yeah they sure do. But are they Hall of Fame? <laughs> hey, Lord, I got to change my vote now. Oh, <laughs> no, I, 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 no, unfortunately. Did he have a chance? Yes, but um, yeah, he just he fell apart. He started way up high and fizzled out real quick. Yeah. And then just, no, Jamie Jason. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I like such high hopes for him. Yeah. He was the Goldberg of the mid-90s. Like, yeah. he could have had Goldberg's I thought, spot before. I thought, I thought Goldberg was the Goldberg of the mid-90s. I'm talking <laughs> about, like, King Mabel Diesel yeah. era. Yeah. I'm talking Ahmed Johnson was the guy. Um, but he, I don't know what happened with that. He but got he, hurt, man. When he blew out his quads or whatever it was, man, he just never recovered from that. Let me that. tell you something. Two Ahmed Johnson showed up on a, a WCW because he was fat. Yeah, he was Like, big. real big. And he tried to come out and do a Pearl River plunge, and he fell on his ass. Like, odds, that, that was it for me. I couldn't <laughs> when, he, when he got hurt, he was out. And in the time he got hurt and was out, that's when The Rock showed up. Yep. And it yeah. totally... totally Soul uh, Thunder. Yep. Totally took it away from him, so... All right, so um, next up, we God, talked about hardcore. We talked about hardcore last time. The Hollies in general, as a group, the Hollies, Crash, Molly, Hardcore. As a group, do they go in as a as a free birds kind of team? Something. See, Molly went in on her own. No, she's not in yet. No, I don't think she's uh, in. Are you sure? I, she inducted. Um, was it Ivory or whatever? Last oh, year? maybe yeah. she did. Okay, she I inducted, she but I don't around. think she went in yet. A group, the Hollies. The Hollies. I don't think it's a group. Okay. I I I say still say hardcore Holly could go on his own. I really think Molly Holly could go on her own. All right. So mostly Crash is the. the I love Crash. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but God rest and, his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. Absolutely. What do you think, Jam and Jay? I'd be okay with him going in as a group. That'd, yeah. Because he was pretty entertaining in the hardcore uh, division at the time. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I enjoyed it. He was I, memorable. Yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah. I mean, Crash Holly will never be forgotten. Yeah. Okay. Next up, uh, Sabio Vega. Mm. Yes. This this goes back to my greatest wrestling match of all time. And this is going to be really odd. You're going to have to watch a network to find this. But there was, uh, and Jim and Jason, you might remember this. Beware of Dog, the one the lights went out. Do you remember that? Yeah. There was a Caribbean strap match. And it happened in the dark. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. With Stone Cold Steve Austin, right. And I thought right then and there, I didn't really care about Savio Vega too much. 
But when he when, when they pulled that off in the dark, I'm like, man, there's something about this. And I always watch Savio Vega after that. And actually, he went on to have a program with Goldust for the Intercontinental title that was main events anywhere in the world, even at house shows. Like, I don't know if you went to meet with that one uh, to me, Jim and Jason. We watched it at the Capitol Center. Um, I, I went for somebody. I can't remember. So I'm sorry. That's a long time ago. But there was a there was a mid card intercontinental title match right before the break, and it was 25 minutes of all false finishes. It was one of my favorite. This type of style match you would see CM Punk and say, "Yeah, that's Mikey D's kind of match." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Savi Vega goes in. All right. So Go ahead, CM Punk. No. Damn it. Right. I, I agree. Come Jam, on. Jam and Jay. Savi uh, Vega. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Because he was really the guy that grows Austin up, like, in the beginning. He, he built careers, absolutely. Okay. That Stone Cold Steve Austin character. Not on his own merit, but, like, yeah. building other people's career. All right, yeah. so did the yeah. Brooklyn Brawler. All right. So. Yeah, he's, <laughs> in the, he's in the Hall of Fame. He is in the Hall of Fame, so, yeah. Iron <laughs> well, right. Mike Sharp needs yeah. to go in the damn Hall of Fame. Very Harley. Very damn right he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. All right, so uh, next up, Hugh Morris, Bill DeMott. Controversial person in general. Yeah, he is. I, I, I'm going to say yes. Kind of for the same reason you all just wanted Savio Vega in there. I think, he, uh, <laughs> I think he built up, but I think he had a longer career in America. Savio Vega had a big career, obviously, in Puerto Rico he did. as well. So. He did. But um, yeah, I'm going to go, yeah. All right. Bill DeMott, Hugh Morris. Dirty Mike saying no. This is the reason why Matt Bloom goes in and Bill DeMott does not. It's, it's all about personal character. I don't think uh, humorous, humorous, whatever, wasn't enough of a staple. And I don't think that everything that he did backstage, which wasn't enough, it could have been a lot more. But if he was still like running the backstage of NXT and still training people, I might say yes. But I think just because His character it, it turned away. Jamie and Jason. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I, I can't even remember any. I mean, I remember him, but I can't remember any feud. I remember when he took. Took Goldberg to task. I mean, yeah. he was one of the first guys that actually stiffed Goldberg and yeah. tried to make him work. Yep. Um, and I got a guy, yeah, William Regal tried to do that too. Yeah. Yep. And so did, uh, what's his name? Uh, not the Warlord, the Barbarian, Meng. Oh, shit, Meng. There, oh, yeah. there, there's some names. Do you remember them? The Powers of Pain? No. Damn it. Just like the, them and Demolition, both of them as teams need to go in. All right. For sure. So we're moving. We got a few more. We're going to move through this quick. All right. RVD. Yes. 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 All right. Cool. <laughs> Paul Heyman. Yes. Yes. All right. Billy Kidman. No. Oh. All right. Got a quick no. What you say there, Jam and Jay? Billy Kidman. Yeah, Ravens plot. No. Oh. All right. I'm gonna say yes. Billy Kidman. He had more of an impact on the business than we all. And it's still, it's still a producer today. He's even he's been helping right. But and you know and I, what uh, yeah yeah I'm gonna say yeah we can get so, into that yeah I'm okay. gonna say yeah female wrestler Victoria yes yes Jam and yeah. Jay yes. all right last one for the night Raven yes I'm gonna say yes okay because he's another guy that just totally before the Raven character he was Johnny Flamingo yeah. <laughs> He's just another guy who's a lot like Jericho just in terms of reinventing himself. It's not even like the same person. And I respect that. 
So he's yes. got a great mind for the business, and he was a hell of a worker in the ring. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes too. Just he'll never go in the WWE Hall of Fame. That's gonna be the problem. No, so. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Unfortunately, but I would, I would say, yeah. I, I just got throw. I don't know. I, I didn't get a chance to actually catch up and listen to you guys for what you talked about the last episode. But did 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 anybody bring up any referees going into the Hall? We of did bring up refs. Yeah, because I actually had on there. I think uh, Earl Hebner. Who <laughs> Dirty Mike was like, no. Yep. And we started a whole conversation on that. That was controversial. Uh, well, I said no. I'm going to go with Hebner should be, but it won't be. He but won't he should be. be. Yeah, I, I'm sticking with the won't. I'm not saying it like, uh, no. Like, I love everything he's, I love Earl Hebner. I would buy something out of the trunk of his car. I really would. <laughs> You'd have to. I really thing. have to. Because your guy was Tim White. You were like Tim, Tim White, White needs to go 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I I'm a Charles Robinson guy, so I think he should. I would think, I, he I think he said guy. Little Nature going little over. Nature going. Yeah. But then Nick Patrick, to me, I mean, he was main part of the NWO for uh, during the, the highlights of that. So. See, that's another one I would say no. Like, as far as referees go, not like not in the Hall of Fame. Like, dangerous. did Dangerous Danny Davis ever go in? I can't remember. But he wasn't really a referee. He was more of a character. Yeah. But he was influential in that, like, talking about ref bumps earlier, he was influential in that whole part of that business. Jamie and Jason, referees. Uh, let's see. I say yes on Nick Patrick just because of the NWO stuff. I, yeah. um, what about Teddy Long? Is he? Is he? He's, 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 he's in there. He's in. He's in. He's in, he's in, he's in the yeah. Hall of Fame. But he did it all. He refereed. He general managed. He danced. He's in. Yeah, but then he came back around again and then did it again in WWE. It was, it was like he was in NWA, became a manager in NWA, and then WCW. Blah, 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 and then, <laughs> I love Teddy Long. I think we talked about Kyoto too. Going there. Uh, I don't remember where Sk I was landed on Kyoto. I don't think you were with Kyoto that much. Skinny Kyoto. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he was the I mean, best referee in the entire business. But I he don't... spent 29 years with WWE. Like, yeah, and yeah. I mean, he was one of the first employees. Joe jo Joey Morella should be yeah. there too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. He's yes. old 80s uh, referee. Okay. He refereed Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Gorilla Monsoon's son. Back oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I think Joey Morella should go in. I, I, you know, Mike Kyoto, I'm torn on the same thing. It's, he's in the same boat with Hebner with me. But, um, you know, I think his referees, you want to go first, Tim White. That's, that's the first guy. Does Hebner have a bunch of heat with WWE? Oh, Is that why he? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, hell yeah. I don't know about the brother. Dave? I think Dave's still working for them <laughs> in some aspect. He's going to be like 90 years old. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I think I think there should be. I mean, the referees, announcers, ring announcers. You know, they they need to, to put some people in. You know what I'm saying? Like Lillian Garcia. I think we talked about that. We I think she was she on the absolutely list. needs yeah, to go into the Hall of Fame. One hundred percent. She was not the greatest announcer when she started, and she learned and she adapted and she did so much else for the other side of the entertainment part of the business. And I think she's one of the most memorable announcers. Amen. Like, yeah, without out. Can't beat Lillian. I, I love Lillian. Anybody else on your list? No, that was it for tonight. Maybe you next, watch more yeah, next. I gotta watch more network. Yeah, I come up with more names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this was this is a great conversation. I, I just got into the invasion angle, so I'm sure I'll be getting more. Oh, yeah, we got, on the we list. got a yeah. long way to go. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And then we start getting into the real guts of uh, the downfall of the after the Attitude Era stopped. Oh man, because that's when uh, NWO all stopped too. Well, I'm sorry, WCW closed down in 2001, and you get onto all that angle. It was a there was a dry period there for a while, dry period. Um, Jam and Jason, you you are good enough to join us on the Facebook. Um, what uh, what final comments do you have about episode eighty three? Anything uh, takeaways or anything else you'd like to add? 
<laughs> I told you, as soon as Big Ugly brought this up and we started it, I'm like, man, we need to do this like uh, all day, every day, please. Because Big Ugly's fun. catching all this before, you know, like knowing all the history that we all have with this. This is cool. I love this segment. And thank you for joining us, Jamie J. CM Funk, uh, you did a lot of this with two masks on, then one mask, then no masks. <laughs> Got the Broken Skull IPA. How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good, man. That uh, Broken Skull IPA went down pretty smooth. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I enjoy this a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an IPA guy, but yeah. that, that I would I'm not, not either. I will actually look this up. Do they ship this? Uh, I think they do. Okay, yeah. Joe Canals. Yeah. So if, if I had like four more of them to drink, I probably would. Guess yeah. what? Wait, hey, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And Big Ugly, uh, <laughs> 83 episodes, man. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's 83 weeks. That's a Eric Bischoff thing. Oh, yeah. man. So it's, it's over after this. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's I'll, all downhill from here. Oh, man. Vince Russo's taking over the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, we got a lot coming up. I mean, uh, Phase 2 might go into Phase 3, and we're going to get into July, and we'll do this again. Um, you know, everybody have a safe 4th of July, fun, watch, you know, fireworks wherever you can because a lot of people ain't doing them. Um, uh, please go back and listen to our archives. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of guests, a lot of people. We, we tag a lot of people and all the social media. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything else we need to look out for in the next couple of months? I mean, other than uh, the extreme rules that's coming in July. Uh, they're doing Fighter Fest with AEW, but that's going to be on their Wednesday night TV. Yeah, over a couple of weeks. Over a couple of weeks. It's it's too big for one night too. <laughs> Wish I was there. Oh wait, we won't be. Yeah. Um. Anyway, big ugly. Thank you. Yeah. For everything thank you, you guys. Do. We'll send you some pictures. It is uh, almost summertime. Get outside. Enjoy. Please don't be stupid. Don't be a jerk. That's not a Ravens thing. That's like a world thing. Just just have some common sense on your shoulders, people. Um, Wash your hands. Please do. Keep doing that. Social distance yourself. And, uh, you know, just all all lives matter. Every single one of them. And you know what? Damn it. I, I didn't want to get political. Sorry. All right. We're all out of here. Let's do this. Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. And we're out.